Somebody have say something on uh, social media? You think they will? What do you think? What do you think, Zay? Yeah, I'm a okay. All right. Yeah, I'm not a white supremacist. Okay, I just want you to know. I just to the folks that are on uh, my Facebook Live uh, feed right now. I'm 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 giving them the okay signal sign. Yeah, I can't wait to hear this. They, they well. <laughs> Because a few people are using it for something that it doesn't even mean, all right? Because, see, it's supposed to be WP, all right? White power. I can, anybody who knows me knows that that's just crazy for me, even even be thought that way. But Someone just came up with that. Had to. I'm not saying. I've never seen heard that before. And why should I have to allow these idiots to be able to to change what I've done all my life. Screw them and screw you if you think it means white power. Sorry. Get with the program. That's it. Okay, that's what it means. What this is all about, Dave, is the it's the cancel culture. Anything that we've ever had in our world that made sense to us in America the left is taking away from us or changing the meaning or making it mean what they think it means because they don't agree. Well, and they're going to not what. just disagree. They're going to wipe you out this if whole they don't like gender thing, I've had enough of this, too. I've had enough that I'm supposed to know my pronoun. I'll tell you my pronoun. My name is Dave, all right, Dave Ellswick. And I'm straight eight, okay? That's it. That's all you need to know. And I'm not going to say my pronouns are he, him, or something like that. More like saying he, haw. I don't know. It's just silly stuff. Oh, they've made so many of them up, you don't even know what they are. There's millions of of them out there. I believe a lot of this is, and this is going back to to 1984, the novel, where they change language. And they've changed language now because they want us to be socialist, if not communistic. That means the individual must die and the collective must rise. So you look at these uh, pronouns they use and stuff, the they and them and all of that, that's getting rid of the individual so that you'll have no problem, you know, accepting a totalitarian government. I really do believe that. I think that's where it's heading. They take everything away that means anything to you as an individual. That's right. Not only have you had your identity removed, but you are now totally demoralized because you've beaten your head against the bloody wall every time you've turned around. They're much more easy to take over when you're in that point. That's what they're doing to Elizabeth, us. people have tuned in. You know, what is with Ellswick today? He's on a rant. Yeah, well, here's, He's yelling here's again. what happened today. I was, I was sitting in the treatment room at the wound center ready for them to do their do their thing and so i'm just perusing my phone and i come across a washington post article about no this better stuff. than that and, and i said <laughs> well i wonder what that's all about and so i started reading it i think it's on drudge let me look and see if it's on drudge 
Let me see if that's where that was. Hold on, I'm looking. If it's there, I'll, I'll send it to uh, over to Elizabeth and have. Okay, you're getting all tangled up over there. Yeah, Be careful. My thing just came on. Mechanical me problems. I replugged my phone in. <laughs> Mechanical problems. Yeah. Washington Post. Really, they are taking away everything that we base our identity around. And every time I see this, I think of the cancel culture. Well, it's I a mean, lot of it's that. They're trying to take us away. They're trying to and erase us. I think the us. cancel culture is all about getting rid of individuality. That's right. They're trying to erase you because not only are you, you're just not allowed to exist if you don't agree with their point of view. And yeah. I don't and you don't. Okay, I'm looking Washington here. Washington Post. I'm, I'm looking too. I'm going but I through this. Oh, wait. Did Would it be a guide to how gender-neutral language is developing? Would it be that? Was it? Is it's that, like only a day old article. Here. Yeah, it, it was a new. It was fairly new. A guide new. to how gender-neutral language is developing around the world. Well, that that may be Sounds it. But I'm just right. I'm just looking here. I'm I'm I got I'm make sure if I find it, I'll send it to Elizabeth. Elizabeth will post it on my uh, my Facebook page so that you can read it. And if you can read you can it without, too. without getting ticked off like I did, because it's like they want you to accept that this is just normalcy. And it's not. It is not normal to be a guy and think you're a girl. It's not normal to think you're a woman, supposedly, and you're you're trapped in your body and you're supposed to be a man. That's not normal. I'm sorry, it's not normal, and nor can you make it normal, and you'll not brow me, browbeat me down to say that it's normal, because it's not. It is not normal. What can I say? That's all I, that's all I can say about that. All right. Oh, so Netflix is putting something on. About Jesus being gay? Oh, gosh. Don't go there, Dave. Yeah. That's when I got irate over the weekend. Oh, my God. What is wrong with our Everything. People? What is wrong with people today? Everything around us, print, media, entertainment, academia, business. I'm not going to let you spend money in my business if I don't agree with your politics. Where's that coming from? That's what I call economic blackmail. But it's everywhere we look, Dave. Yeah. I don't know. They want to cancel all of us we out live. because we, we are not live. liberals. The Bible tells us as we go along, things will get darker and darker. And it's getting darker and darker, folks. It really is. When when men and women can't look down below their waist and tell what they are, it's getting dark. I have a friend who says, you know, look, if you can't look in your pants and figure it out, I sure want you running my country. Yeah, you bet. I agree with that. You bet. I'm with you. Anyway, I can't find it. I'll, I'll find the we'll article find and we'll, we'll redo it. Let, how about some good news? Would you like some good news? I want, doggone it, let's do some good news on a Monday. Cut number one, Larry Kudrow. Give it to us, Larry. Just this year alone, look, besides the pro-growth elements of trade and besides the fact that we will now have more certainty 
about trade and trade victories that will help the United States. We finally got a little help. The Federal Reserve took the foot off the brake and uh, now uh, more accommodative. Mm -hmm. Those are two big factors that are helping the stock market. What does it mean? Stocks up 25% this year. Tell me next year's economy is going to be stronger. All right, listen to cut eight. More Larry Kudrow. Go, Larry. <laughs> and on China, we export about $180 billion worth to China. Right. right. Those are the latest numbers. This deal will push that to $200 billion. That yep. is an increase, an increase of $200 billion. So we are going to be doubling American yeah. exports, whether it's farming and agriculture and machinery and technology. We've never seen anything like this yep. before. And so the economic consequences are going to be so positive from the standpoint of virtually the entire yeah. entire American economy. We've never seen this before, and I repeat this point. Yep. President Trump showed us how to bargain. All right. Stocks hit record highs today. And we're on pace for their fourth straight gain as a so-called phase one trade deal between China and U.S. clears the path higher for Wall Street to end a banner year. Over this year alone, what was it we saw the other day? That stock market was up 53.5% over just this year alone. Wow. Now, that's why the Democrats are impeaching the president. Because things are so good, they know they can't beat him. They can run, you know, bimbo uh, Biden if they want to. What an idiot. What an idiot. I mean, he only wants to run one term now. Why not tell everybody you want to be a lame duck? What an idiot. He's an idiot. He really, he's an idiot. I'll say, one more time. He's an idiot. But anyway, uh, they know that they can't beat him uh, in the race. So they're going to try, they're trying to take him out this way. And all they're going to do is get be worse in 2020. People vote their wallets. I've known that for years and years, and so have you. I mean, look, even Bill Clinton figured it out. If Clinton could figure it out, anybody can figure it out. He said it's the economy, stupid. stupid. All right? <laughs> and he should know that because he's stupid, and he could figure out it was the economy. The bottom line they can't figure that out now. They've forgotten one of the prime rules from the 90s. People vote their pocketbook. Yes, they do. They do. Anyway. Well, and when they're going into the new year, I mean, look at the numbers that just came out on Christmas. The, I'm sorry, the holiday sales. Off off the charts. Off the charts. Now, yeah, a lot of it's online. Whatever. The total number is off the charts. The companies are still getting people, the money. The, the people have money in their pocket. They're going into the new year with money in their pockets. They're feeling confident. I've seen, you're going to laugh, I've seen more Christmas lights this year than I have anywhere it's in good. a long time. It's great. People are feeling Love good. That. If this keeps on and the economy keeps going, these trade deals come about like we're looking for them to do. Reagan Mondale. I'm d- Keep that in mind. Well, between, Mondale. between the economy, the trade deals, and the impeachment thing, I'm looking for a landslide. I just said it. I'm looking for it. Go back and read Reagan Mondale and that, that election. Well, and look what just happened in Britain with Boris Johnson. The Democrats are too stupid to understand people don't like <laughs> socialism. 
I think they are. I think you know, they are too they stupid. Are. They're to too get stupid. It. I can I don't have a better word. Oh, here. How about disingenuous? No, that's a liar. And they can't say liar on the national media. Yeah, we have to use a big fancy they, word, they, disingenuous. Something that's softer they want to be using. Softer. They don't want to say, yeah, he lied. Well, Schiff lied, and he continues to lie. He's a liar. You don't look at your child as they say something that's untruthful to you. You don't tell them, don't be, don't be disingenuous with me. <laughs> that's exactly right. You say, quit lying. And then you get out the bar of soap. Oh, wait, we can't do that anymore, can we? No, can't do that anymore. Anyway, Dow Jones, as of this article, up 168 points, or about six-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 gaining nine-tenths. NASDAQ Composite has jumped 1.1%. Today. Yeah, today. Looking, today. Looking at tomorrow. I'm looking at the futures right now. It's because now. they announced this morning that the Chinese uh, first step of the Chinese trade deal has been agreed on. Yes. Boom. Do you realize that America's farmers, that means an additional about $400 million? $400 million. And the USM, uh, MCA, USMCA, baby. Uh, that for the farmers is going to mean another maybe uh, $100 million. It's incredible what it's going to mean to, to our folks. I mean, I'm if you're a, a Arkansas farmer, I got to be thinking you're out dancing a jig out in the farm in the in the in the field somewhere. You're jumping up and down like a little kid in a puddle of water right now. He's Trump is going for the long game. Yes, a little bit of maybe uncomfortableness, discomfort at the moment for long term gains. What I see is people's inability to be able to look beyond the ends of their noses because all you hear on the news is, oh, it's hurting the farmers. All these sanctions and all these tariffs are hurting the farmers. Well, you know what? All these years we had trade the way we had it was hurting us every day. No one screamed about it. No one bothered to try to change it. Now Trump's tried to change it. It's got everybody upset because the apple cart's been turned upside down. But guess what? We're better off. We're better off in the long run. They can't look at the long run. They don't understand the long view. Okay, here's the futures right now. The Dow futures right now, they're looking at, right now the uh, the uh, stock market sits at 28, Three, 280. 280. All right. It's up uh, almost a half a percent. About 300 points today. Yeah. They're saying uh, tomorrow it's already plus 112.5. The uh, NASDAQ, oh. 85.25. S&P futures up uh, for tomorrow, 23.63. Unbelievable. It's it's roaring. Roaring. And you know what I'm saying? I'm liking my 401k right now. I mean, it's doing all right. Anybody who's I'm making on a fixed a little income. Bit, I'm I'm making a little bit back from 2008. I got to make a whole lot more to get back what I lost. Mm. Just saying. All right, 21 after Elizabeth is here. Look at the camera say hi. Hi. Oh, there you go. We got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick uh, Show. And uh, I have found that uh, article. Please stop making fun of pronouns. You know, like, what was it that uh, Ricky, what's a what's a com- comedian over in Britain? Ricky uh, such a, Gervaisi. Last, Gervaisi or whatever his name is. And he says... Uh, he does one where he says, I have two, and he names the two, 
and the last one is like I think the first one's bra, and the last two are haha. Bra ha ha. He makes fun of it all oh, the time. Oh, that would be funny if yeah, someone said, "What are your pronouns?" Yeah, yeah. bra ha ha. Yeah, it's a kind of it's. And I insist that you call me ha ha. Yeah, yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm going to be serious. We're going to get a. We're going. We're, I'll get the the thing. The Washington Boy. Post wants me to pay a dollar, evidently, to get this because I've used my allotment of free articles this month yeah we'll put this on your website but it is these a paywall want, type these folks thing. want to make sure that they completely go out of business and they will and they're going to i'll tell you who else is going to go out of business is the the, the dem gas they're, they're going to put them, themselves out of business you go you go on you know you do this thing where you give everybody a tablet and then you want everybody to pay every month the amount that they were paying when they actually got a physical paper in their hands okay i and I'm like, okay, that's going to work out for just about one year, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Here, here's where, where that's at, Dave. Yes. No one has confirmed this for me. This is my own theory. They give you a tablet. Well, okay, is that a dedicated tablet that does nothing but show you the Arkansas online? No, it's a tablet. Yeah. You'll be using that tablet. You'll do your banking oh, on yeah. it. You'll do your browsing yeah, on it. You'll do right. your email Except on it. Except I wouldn't buy and guess your what? tablet. Yeah, but guess what? That tablet doesn't belong to you, and I think they're probably selling data. That's where they're making their money. And if they would like to let me know that they're not doing that, I would love to hear it. Because I think that's where okay. they're making their money. I got it. I got it. Got something for you to do, Zach. I need you to call over to the Dim Gas and ask if Mister Houseman can come on my show. Tell him Monday through Friday, two to six, whatever day he wants to do after the holidays in the new year, and I'll I'll make room for him. Houseman. Houseman. And uh, he's the owner. All right, and see if he'll come on and talk about all of this. It's not going to, it's not, tell them that Mr. Ellswick said it won't be a contentious interview, but Dave will ask straight questions. All right. Like, are you selling data? Like, like his, you know, reporters do, like Wickline, you know? Anyway, just so you know. All right, we got news coming up. We're going to get to that. Now, when we come back, I, man, I got bunches of sound today. Bunches of sound. I got some really good sound today. Did you happen to see Comey over the weekend? Man, I've not seen him backpedal like this ever. And it's not going to do him any good. No, it's not. I'm hoping that Durham brings charges against him. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff from him that we're going to play in a row. I got some stuff from Bernie Sanders. Look, I got Bernie Sanders saying by the end of the century, by the end. Now, at least he... He'll, he'll be dead and taking a dirt nap. So when he's wrong, nobody will ha- be able to hassle him about it. By the end of the century, Miami and New York City will be partially underwater. Where are we when? Where, end of the century. Well, now, wait a minute. I thought it was 10 years. No. <laughs> or 12. <AOC's laughs> now it's the end of the century. Now it's the end Come of on. the century. All right, <laughs> well, 85 years from now. Elizabeth, let's find out what's happening in the news. We've got 60 seconds of news right now from our good friends at Salem Radio. A couple of guests going to join us in the next hour, just so you'll know. This is called, you know, kicking it out there. I'm putting a little, throwing a little candy out towards you, hoping you stick around. Uh, Darren Waddle's going to be with us. He is the uh, 
uh, chairman of the Stone County Republicans. He wrote a really interesting op-ed uh, in his local paper. I want him to talk about that. And at uh, 3.35, Ed Monk will be here. I'm going to talk to him, number one, about Virginia and their gun control laws that they're trying to get passed and how they're trying to draw their own state National Guard into it, that they're going to be uh, having to enforce this. And the commander of the state National Guard said, mm, don't think so. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that as well as he's a Army grad. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he graduated from West Point. Did you know that about uh, Ed? Zach, you didn't know that, did you? He was tank commander in the first Gulf War. He's a real deal, man. He's a hero sits in my my studio on a very common occurrence time. Uh, he's going to be here, and I'm going to ask him about, uh, I'm going to ask him to make the okay signal. I'm going to ask him if he's a white supremacist. All right, I got to find out. I need to know. I got to know. I gots to know. I'm just telling you, I gots to know. So uh, anyway, no, I probably won't make him do that. But anyway, just so you know. Uh, don't forget, I'm a little uh, personal self-indulgence here. Uh, New Life Church in Cabot is having their candlelight services uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday night at 7 o'clock. I'll be there uh, for that on uh what do we got? Uh, the 22nd, which is Sunday. So there is no none on Saturday, but Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And then on December 24th, which is uh, Christmas Eve, of course, at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Little Life is going to be open for the Sunday services. And uh, it said, you know, come on out. They want you to celebrate with them. And it's always, I, if you've never been to the candlelight service, you need to go. It's a lot of fun. I think our worship team does a really, really good job with music. New Life in Conway, I believe, I think begins Thursday this week. Yeah. And then I'm going Saturday night at 5. Oh, you'll have a great Conway. time. Have you, have you been to New oh, Life yeah. one? Oh, yeah. It's oh, awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Awesome. You get everybody program. in there. I, You know what I love about the candlelight? It's because the light of the world came, you know, came. It is. It's the light of the world. And you get one candle lit in this pitch black, you know, uh, you know, you got your sanctuary and it's dark, it's black. You can't see nothing. All the lights are out and you got that one light and it's amazing how just one light, you know, pierces the darkness, but then you light everybody else's candles. And if we're totally full, we got about a thousand people in there and it just lights it up. Like you got a bunch of, uh, well, you can't have incandescent lamps anymore like because I'd be there. killing the planet, but uh, you got your LEDs lit up, <laughs> you know? Lord, no, I don't want to kill the planet, all right? It's the only home we got, can I say. Anyway. You are in fine form today, Mr. Ellswick. This is like a throwback. It's, it's, it's like all it used the crazy to be. stuff. I cannot take the crazy stuff anymore. I just can't take this crazy. I got to have pronouns to explain who I am now. This is what happens. You've been ill. You've had to sit around too much. You've had to watch too much TV. You've had to read too much on your phone. I've been reading. I've been you. catching up to everything. And yeah. I and I also have been spending quite a bit of time watching uh, what's going on on TV. And you people, if you watch CNN, what is wrong with you? Can you not tell that they are lying their bippies off to you? Fox isn't doing a lot know, better. You know, uh, they do a lot better. I don't know, Dave. They do a they're, lot they're better. They're really sliding fast. You know, ah. Okay, no, no, no honestly. No, we were watching over the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so we saw Dave Wallace. 
Chris Sorry. Wallace. Chris Wallace. I say that every day. Dave time. Wallace used Chris to work Wallace. for me. <laughs> Chris Wallace interrupting his guests when they don't answer the way he would like for them oh, to. I didn't say no, Chris is, Wallace. Chris Wallace. This has gotten worse. It's gone off the reservation. This has gotten worse. We saw. We started. We started talking about it. So we started watching, and we saw three or four times over the weekend with different hosts and hostesses. Yeah, I know that's a sexist word. Um, they interrupt. What's if, your pronoun? If you don't, if you don't, if you don't, ha ha! If you don't answer <laughs> the way you're supposed to answer, they just interrupt. You. No, Dave. No, you. No, we're going to start again, and I'm going to tell you what you're well, supposed to say. Well, I would have to see answer, those I'm shows. Interrupt you. Right? Because they I've haven't not, been doing that, Dave. I've not seen that. Oh, yet. they have. I've not seen. No, wait. Let me let me correct myself. I have seen that from Chris Wallace. Oh, but we've, we've Chris Wallace has gone to the dark side. I do believe that. Uh, the Neville. Uh, Gal, uh, what's her name that's on in the afternoons on the weekends? Erin um, uh, Neville's sister, you know, she's one of the hosts. She did it. We Aaron watched Neville, it. the guy that used to sing? The Neville brothers from New Orleans. The the Neville, I can't remember her first name. Somebody tell me. Her first name, she's the afternoon host, I think, on Saturday on Fox. She's their sister. Did you not know I that? I did not know oh, yeah, that. yeah, she's the sister of the Neville brothers. Can she sing? She talks about New Orleans a lot. She should sing. But she interrupted That's her That's how they guest. made their money. She had a Republican representative, U.S. representative, and she just interrupted him right in the middle of what he was saying and basically said, I don't like what you're saying, and I'm going to ask you in a different way, and you're going to give me a different answer. No. Nah. I mean, come on. These well, people then, are supposed to be the, newscasters. Then the representative wasn't doing what he should have done. Oh, he so, kept well, going. He I would just said, I would just said, hey, I don't have to do this and just unhook my microphone and walk off camera. Well, it's... Talk to yourself. Several times they've interrupted people and tried to get their guests to say, and most of the ones I've heard, the guests keep talking. They've continued to say what they want to say. But what I've noticed is in the last month, they're doing a lot more of that. Oh, I mean, it's very noticeable now. Well, it must it not be the noticeable. people I'm watching because I watch Tucker and I'm I'm watching Hannity and I'm watching uh, uh, Ingram and That's, folks like that. They're not going to be doing that, but no, other hosts and but morning they're the, shows. They're and the whatever. ones that most of the people are watching. Well, this is how Fox is splitting the hair. You know, the rest of their programming has slid leftward to a dramatic degree, but. Fox in the morning, uh, Fox and Friends in the morning, yeah. and you know Hannity, Tucker, and Ingram are kind of holding the line on the on the conservatives. Yeah, because I'm saying Kilmeade and all those guys are as strong as they go. Yeah, that's Fox uh, Friends, Fox and Friends. Yeah, Fox in the and Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, he's doing a good oh, job. Oh, and breaking news: if you didn't know, if you care about Fox, Bill Himmer, who's on in the mornings at eight a.m. now with yeah, he's Sandra taking, Smith, he's taking over. He's going to take Shep Smith's slot at two p.m. in the afternoon. He's not going to be a morning anchor anymore. Yeah. I think it's interesting. He's on for, what, three hours now? Mm-hmm. And he's going to go to only one? Well, And he'll but, be on in the afternoon. But it's a time when you can have probably more viewers in one hour than you get at three hours at that other time. Just saying. Yeah, could be. Could be. I know the business well enough that he's making, he's making that move uh, because he's going he's gonna to reach a whole lot more eyeballs. Mr. Hemmer doesn't say a lot, but if you listen carefully, he leans right. Oh, he's heavily he right, right, man. Yeah, well, he doesn't usually do a lot of proclaiming about it, yeah. but he'll no, guide and that's the way you should be if you're on television as a reporter. Thank you. I believe Thank that. You. Do you watch Greg Gutfield's show? I do. Oh, my God, I was laughing it was at it this weekend. this weekend. <laughs> it was good. Did you see all the shift things they were doing? Those creep me out. <laughs> Tom Shue, who does there. the parodies of, of shift, 
Yeah, you got to do that for the camera. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's kind of spooky, too. Did you see He's when they gave sp- him Alexa? Uh-huh. You know, oh, God. It was, it was just too good. It's too good. <laughs> he does a very good parody uh, who was Adam Schiff. This weekend, who was the Fox reporter, this, the guy, the Capitol reporter that they had on? That dude, be lucky if he's still a reporter anymore and not going to be a talking head somehow. I mean, without being a reporter, because well, he, Ch- Chad Program or that wasn't who it was. He's their producer, but he he talks on. Oh, he broke through. Air. He broke through the wall because he said, "Let me tell you what my life is like." I get up in the morning, I go to the Capitol, and I watch a crazy woman by the name of Pelosi. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I started laughing. It was so oh crazy. Gosh. It was great. Robbie is on the line. Robbie, how you doing, bro? Good afternoon. Uh, well, I prefer the uh, pronouns of thee, thine, and thou. So, okay, that's good. Uh, oh, I like that. We like those. You're using the, uh, <laughs> you're using the old King James. Correct, you're right. So, hey, uh, but Bernie Sanders put out his prediction that uh, parts of uh, Miami and New York City will be underwater in the in a hundred years from now. Yes, uh, not to be out, not to be outdone. Joe Biden uh, put out this release said that uh, he was around long enough to predict that parts of Venice would be underwater. So, um, <laughs> oh, good, his came true. So <laughs> you got it. All right, thank thank you very Have much. Have good. a good one. All right, so play cut number fourteen for me there, Zach. According to the scientists, climate change is not just a reality. This is the anteater. With the earth getting warmer every year. Climate change is not just caused by human activity and the emission of carbon. Human. Climate change is not just causing devastating problems today in our country and around the world. What the scientists are now telling us is they have grossly underestimated the degree and severity of the impact that climate change is having. They have underestimated underestimated the speed in which the polar ice caps are melting and the ocean warming, which means that by the end of the century, if we do not get our act together, Major cities in the United States, like Miami, Charleston, South Carolina, New York City, will be partially or significantly underwater. That's true for low-level, low uh, countries, uh, countries who have low sea levels. In in, uh, Vietnam, Bangladesh, where many, many millions of people will be forced to flee the areas that they are living on. What the scientists are telling us is we're going to see more extreme weather disturbances. Many of you read about the flooding in Venice, Italy last month and in Houston, Texas, where unprecedented levels of rainfall hit those communities. Scientists are telling us there's going to be more drought. And what drought is about is that as we speak, Australia is on fire with unprecedented fires throughout their country. I don't have to tell anybody here what happened in Florida, in in California, and is happening now. Again, unprecedented numbers of wildfires and incredibly severe fires. I was in Paradise, California. You may remember that was the city that was hit. It's a sight to behold. 
to see a small town of 26,000 people, 86 people were killed, uh, and and hundreds and hundreds of their buildings were burned. It's because of their forestry uh, program. They don't clean out the undergrowth or anything. And then when lightning strikes and starts something on fire... They can't stop it. It's especially the high when, desert. It's, plus you put, it's hot and dry there. Yeah, you put Santa, Santa Ana winds behind it, and it'll burn a lot in a short period of time. Here's another part of it. We've always had this, but we've not always had the population living in those areas. So we didn't have the destruction. It was just burning the land, and yeah, we never knew it. Sure. Now we know it because it's burning homes, because people want to live there. And why are the losses so big? Because people live by the ocean. They live in Miami. My God. Who wouldn't want to live in South Beach if you're under 30 years old? I, I'm I don't just know saying. about you, but I was taught when I was a kid that the earth is getting further away from the sun forever. So, yeah, we got climate change, they and it's normal. New, the new ice age. That's what they were teaching me in high school when I was there. The new ice yeah. age. Yeah, it was the ice Buy age Buy your then. wool coat now. I mean, I'm just And then it was global serious. warming, and yeah. now it's flooding, and, and now too it's much climate rain, change. and climate change. Because climate changes every day. Yep, sure You've does. Li- sure how, changed today. How many today. years have you been living here in Arkansas? <laughs> what is it they say? You don't like the weather? Hang around for 20 minutes and it changed. It was just last week. It was almost 70 one day and it turned up to be about 30 the next. Yeah, yeah that's changing the climate. It absolutely is. That's just Arkansas. Yeah, that's it is. Arkansas. The epitome is just, uh, you know, wow. really, uh, I'm not supposed to say this word, but really you could describe it as bipolar weather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I guess you can't say that, can you? Can, we can't say it's bipolar, right? Can't say that because we're either making fun of somebody who has a mental problem or somebody who swings both ways. Yeah. Bipolar. You know? I don't think that's what bipolar well, means. Bisexual. I don't think that word means what you bisexual. think it means. <laughs> you know? Just think, if you're bisexual, you can have eight pronouns. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can have a lot. Just remember, if you're bisexual, you got a 50% better chance of getting a date. You got to look on the bright side. <laughs> That's right. That's the way it works. All right, get a break. We'll be back. We got more on the Dave Ellswick show right here at 1011 FM, The Answer. All right, so a Michigan Democrat congressperson was having a, you know, one of their voter meetings, town halls, and it sounded like this cut five. I don't even care about it, it's just noise. Um, have you ever recorded a football game but found out the final score before you watched it? And you just don't even care. So I know you know what's going to happen. The House will vote uh, articles of impeachment. The Senate will probably acquit. And so you know what's already baked in, so it's just not interesting. I'm thinking it's a done deal with the House, and I, I agree that uh, you know the Senate will overturn that or, or vote not to. We're not hearing people talk about it in my circle at all. Um, I think everyone pretty much knows where everyone else stands. And, you know, they're just not interested. They don't have the time to try to follow it. It is a complicated story. Is it, do you think it's too, do you think it's, that it's too complicated for people to follow? I mean, there's a lot of ins and outs. Yeah. No, it's no? not. Uh, I think it's fairly straightforward. I think a lot of people see it more as an infomercial politically. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very different than, like, looking back on the Nixon impeachment, which was really, really grave at the time and was, by the vote, very bipartisan. And this just seems like um, it really is political theater. There you go. Because it is. 
That's exactly what it is. And they told us we have to impeach him because he might win. Yeah, that was green down in Houston, Texas. Well, and they've said it several. I oh, mean, yeah, others have said yeah, it Yeah, several times since then. Yeah, they've been mocking. I mean, look, in, 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 Representative Green ran impeachment bills like four times before, before yes. they did it this time. It's just incredible. It really is. Well, it's about time we start thinking about something, and that is... If we're seeing all of this after the 2016 election where the people made their wishes known and now the left is trying to shut us down, cancel us out, I actually am quite afraid of what's going to happen once Trump is not impeached and reelected. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Fun? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm not sure about fun. You want to come see my armory? <laughs> it may. Well, are you going to help them out in Virginia? Uh, we're going to talk about that next uh-huh. hour. Ed Monk's coming in. I, if something it blew start my up. mind. It blew my mind when the governor raised the specter of using the National Guard to enforce these unconstitutional laws. And do you know that there are 95 counties in Virginia and 75 of them, as of last Friday, had designated themselves as sanctuary counties? Sanctu- the sheriffs have said no sanctuary second amendment sanctuary counties. second amendment counties i'm sorry yeah. i didn't make that clear they're saying no 75 out of the 95 counties we're going to have well, the a war. only one the only ones that will go along with this are the ones that are you know buttoned right up against dc that's the it's only not one because they got all, it's got all those people that work in dc and then they they want to get the, the heck out of dodge on the weekend because it's such a corrupt and and crime-ridden city. But there's not enough of those people, Dave, and the people that are against this whole idea are not going to take it sitting down. Oh, no. Not at I, all. I remember the guy, the governor in Delaware, made uh, AR-15s illegal, and he was driving into work one day, and there were hundreds of AR-15 owners lining the mm-hmm. streets and holding their AR-15s mm-hmm. in the air, saying, yep. basically, come and get it. Come on, come and get it. Well, and that's what the Second Amendment is all about. You know what I feel bad about? Is the police may be called on to do that, and if they're not smart enough to say they will not take an immoral order, they may end up getting hurt. Yeah. Just saying. Both sides. Both sides. You know, that's the way it is. This is what happens, Dave, when they take away our free speech. The next thing is guns. When you're not allowed to speak your opinion, then the only other thing left to do is fight. Did you see the New Jersey governor, what his answer to the the anti-Semites that broke into that uh, grocery store and killed the people and everything, what he said that they needed to do? We need to pass stronger hate speech legislation. Oh, yeah, that'll help. Yeah, don't you know? It helps so much now. That's going to stop it right now. It is stopping right now. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Done a lot of good Doesn't so far. this stuff drive you crazy? It does me. To hear been that me lately. This is irritating. Anyway, <laughs> by the way, when you call in next hour, you must tell me your pronouns. <laughs> you have to tell me be your creative. pronouns. Be it. creative. Yes, be creative. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Dave Ellswick Show back after the news.
into the 3 o'clock hour, and I was uh, checking out my Facebook, and I came across Darren Darren uh, Waddles. What, what's wrong? I thought you were checking out your pronouns. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> did you tell Now, did you tell Darren that he has to tell us his pronouns before he comes on? Here, go ahead and tell him. Pick up the phone and tell him so that he'll know, if you would, Zach, just so he knows. He's got to tell us his pronouns. Before we, we let him on the air, okay? That's that's a part of the show today. When you call in at 8230965, you must identify your pronouns. All right? And be creative. That's the other thing that we want to get. Be creative. You know, you got to be. Mine is Colombian coffee. That is, that's my pronouns. Colombian <laughs> coffee. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's go talk to Darren. Hey, Darren. How are you, bro? What's your pronouns? Uh, helicopter. Helicopter. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. This goes for. We got a. We got a. Uh, there's a. There's an article on in the Washington Post today that says why. What was it? Why, why do people make fun of pronouns or something, something like, like that? Is it's this on re- your Facebook page. Yeah, it's on my Facebook. Go read it. It's hilarious. And so, since I'm going to talk about your op-ed, you have to read. The, the op-ed that I put on my uh, my Facebook page today. By the way, somebody sent what sent you an op-ed or wrote, wrote an op-ed, or an anonymous op-ed, in fact, wasn't it? Yes, it was a uh, anonymous op-ed in our local paper, so the Stone County Leader. Uh, and um, you don't think it's Washington? Would you like me to? Do you think it's the Washington D.C. anonymous? Do you think that that's who it is? Uh, the well, anonymous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the okay. anonymous. The anonymous. I'm uh, just saying. Anonymous. Oh, I don't think it's the anonymous, but okay. uh, we we kind of have a fair understanding of who it may be because uh, policy within the paper, uh, it's uh, the paper management are the only ones that can be uh, anonymous. Oh, okay. Oh. So anyway, tell me about this. This I know this story, but you tell my listeners about it. Go. All right. Uh, so it was brought to my attention uh, this last week uh, that I should read the paper, uh, uh, specifically this editorial. And uh, in a nutshell, uh, it calls out for the uh, 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 it calls for the removal of all political parties in county government that everyone should run independent. Oh. Now, where this is where this is, you know, uh, an issue in my perspective is that our county was founded in 1873. So for 146 years, it has been 100% controlled by the Democrats. Mm -hmm. And this cycle, the Democrats could only register for constable and justice of the peace. They could only register for candidates. Now, this is crazy because we are uh, have been a strongly Democratic county in Stone County. However, on my end, we registered as the Republicans, we registered 15. So now, after 146 years, now that there is actually a tide of change in the county, now we need to get rid of the parties. <laughs> of course. Of course. This is no, this is no different than the guy who's trying to put on the uh, ballot in November that the party who's in power shouldn't be the one 
that uh, decides how the districts are supposed to be set up. Or decides the election commission That's in your right. county. That's right, yeah. It, right. Should, it should be a, right. you know, some kind of, uh, I don't know, black rock, white rock, pull a rock out of the bowl. Rock, and paper, scissors If you've got a white one, you're in. If you've got a black one, you're out. Yeah, there there is no such thing as an independent mind. Everyone has a bias. You're either going to be left of center or you're right of center. There's no such thing as pure center. What is center? I don't even know what center is. I've been so far right that I, I forgot what the center looks like. I don't think we have such a thing uh, anymore. I, I honestly don't know. But you're either going to be on the left side of the fence or the right side of the fence. That's exactly no, right. Yeah, and I, and I will add too on the editorial uh, that uh, they do take a little bit of a swing at us because they talk about this party that uh, is uh, growing and that it's uh, uh, having some influence in the county. They say that we're doing some behind-the-scenes efforts to change the county, which I you know I I write in my response, which it was just approved today. Uh, I write in my response to that editorial that, uh, you know, we haven't done anything behind the scenes. We post on in the paper when we have meetings. We attend the quorum court meetings, and we're active in our community. We're out there. We meet with people. There is no behind the scenes. They know what we're doing. And uh, all of my candidates are either chicken farmers, they're entrepreneurs, or they're just people, retired retirees that are wanting to make a difference in their community. And now these people are considered intimidating, that they're uh, – bad doers in the community that's the way they labeled it in this editorial why because and perhaps they they ascribe to the republican party platform is that what they're worried about exactly uh, apparently so that it's it's intimidating that you have so many people running as republicans wanting to make a difference how dare you stand up and oppose our beliefs i know I know. And and to uh, officiate that editorial I submitted today, I pointed out that because they m- took a swing at our uh, uh, filing fees, which, you know, compared to the Democrats, uh, you know, I-, I have been on the show previously about what the Democrats did last cycle. Yes. Where uh-huh. for county judge, it was twelve hundred. Uh, yeah. Twelve hundred dollars. And then we decided to raise our filing fees to compete to uh, $600 for county judge, but the Democrats had theirs at $2,500, and then they broke their own party rules, and the day before uh, filing, they dropped it to $20. Wow. Wow. And so they, they That's charged a Black Friday us. sale. <laughs> Me. Oh, that is a Black Friday sale, and they did that all across the board. Josh the funny thing, still though, didn't have is money. this cycle they could only file four candidates, one constable and three ju- justice of the peace candidates. That's all they could do this time, Amazing. even at $20. Uh, but uh, we, we talk about our uh, filing fees is that, you know, no one's lining their pockets. No one's getting rich off of these filing fees. We use those filing fees to help our candidates out. You know, because we understand that campaigns can be rough and that expenses can be high. So we use those filing fees to help those candidates. In addition, we help our community. Uh, Just for example, we donated $800 to the Mountain View uh, Senior Center with those dollars. We donated, um, um, let's see, 
uh, $200. We had an officer that um, uh, sadly was killed in the line of duty, and we donated 200 of those dollars to help out for his funeral. And we donated $600 to the Fox Community Fireworks because the banks wouldn't give them the money, so we gave them $600 to have their fireworks, in addition to an additional $600 in, uh, with uh, Senator Missy Irvin. So as a total, the Republican Party gave tw uh, – we paid for the fireworks show in Fox. So, uh, I mean, there's no behind-the-scenes efforts to do anything. We're just being good stewards, and uh, we're just doing our duty as citizens. Okay, so let me ask this question, Darren. Is the Stone County Democratic Party in as much monetary disarray as the state Democratic Party is? Well, um <laughs> I, I'm I'm not going to take a swing at my counterparts to, but I can I can tell you based off of conversations I had with their uh, or my counterpart chairman uh, that uh, you know they're not in their strongest point that they've been because they lowered <laughs> their filing fees uh, last cycle to twenty dollars. Right. You only had so many people run. Uh, then you had the same filing this year. Uh, so if if you do the math, that it it only takes I think it's uh, ten dollars to register for committee, uh, and then the additional ten dollar tax that the Democratic Party of Arkansas is making them pay. So that's a total of uh, twenty dollars uh, that to uh, be a member of the Democratic committee. You have eighteen members, and then you only filed four candidates at twenty dollars each. You didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, well, you're you're Did, you're exactly right as far as that's so concerned. So I'm not going to you know denigrate them because I'm not going to play those games like they have with us. But I, I I mean I can do math that I understand that they they are not currently in the best of situations monetarily. My understanding is that uh, you know the Hillary campaign demanded payments from most of the Democrats last cycle. Did that reach down into the county, or was it just the state Democratic Party that got hit so heavy with well, that? Well, the state Democratic Party, I, I can't vouch on uh, for the Hillary Clinton campaign, but I can vouch for uh, – I, I know that because of their financial distress that they're in currently in the state party, they're making all members within the county committees pay an additional $10, which will go to the state. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep, they're hurting. They're hurting. Yep, they're hurting. They are hurting. But it's interesting Absolutely. that when they start having trouble, they always throw it at the other side. But when they start having trouble, what they want to do is they want to have, you know, these races that you don't, uh, you can't proclaim whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Nonpartisan. A nonpartisan type of Like we don't, all of, of us know what yep. side everybody's on. And, and that's on. what the paper that's what the paper is currently trying to do. They make an argument that uh, the municipal races, the school board elections, the judicial races are all nonpartisan. That should be the same for our county uh, officials from uh, county judge all the way down to constable, that they should be nonpartisan. But, you know, uh, it, it has been that way and grinded into our state constitution on the party system 
And it only becomes an issue because you know this cycle that Republicans will hold a majority on the quorum court for the first time in 146 years. Congratulations, I'm, by the way. Yeah, great. I'm in. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. In Faulkner County, we have a similar situation in that we just have recently had a majority of Republicans on our quorum court and in some of the offices, and it's a terrible, terrible struggle every month. And just to get information out uh, from the people that are still in power, which happen to be Democrat, our county judge is still a Democrat, just to get information out to quorum court members before meetings seems to be a struggle so they are not taking it sitting down. I can say that. All right. Well, Darren, uh, I, it's, it's all right, Darren. I, I'm just going to jump in here and say that uh, a lot of people remember you being on my show when you were affiliated with the uh, the Republican Party and you were heading it up over there at the college. College Republicans. At the R, uh, U, U of A and You've done a, a fantastic job now as chairman there in Stone County. How old are you, Darren? I am currently 26. You're 26 years old. You're, now, you're not married yet, are you? Uh, no, sir. Okay, but this has made you somewhat of a chick magnet, I understand. Is that right, in Stone <laughs> County? <laughs> I, if I, I wish that was so. <laughs> well, I've heard that women are throwing their house keys at you. Is that true? <laughs> they're throwing their MAGA hats at him. That's what they're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, the MAGA hats, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right, hey, brother, when you're down in Little Rock, you call me and tell me you're coming so we can get you on the air, all right? All right. You, I appreciate you having me on. It's always great, great to work. be on the Dave Ellswick Show. You do the good work. You keep it up. You Thanks keep for it good up. news in Stone yeah, County. That's good, that's Republicans good news. coming Tell on Missy board. Tell Missy I said hi, all right? Will do. Thank you, sir. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Darren Waddle. He's the chairman of the Stone County it Republican Party. That and he all... is a chick magnet now. <laughs> and he does go by helicopter. That is his pronoun. I like it. Helicopter. He only has one, though. But he's on, he's single, so well, I, he needs you know, he's, one. He's helicopter. All right, just <laughs> so this this is key. You call my show today, and you must declare your pronoun. You have to. Mine is Colombian coffee. I'm claiming I, the one we two. started with. I like the Bwahaha. The Bwahaha. Yeah, like okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, that's it. good. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job in Stone County. I imagine he, really he did a great has. job as college Republican. He did. He did yeah. a good job. I bet you if he's listening, well, he's probably not because I think he was uh, celebrating his wedding anniversary in Washington, D.C., Doyle was. He and his oh. wife were in Washington, yes. D.C. Had a great picture. Uh, it looked like they were in the White House. It did. Right there I by the it. Christmas display. On your Facebook page. Yeah, it was on my Facebook page. Yeah, great. Uh, I hope they're having a good time. If he's here, Doyle, you got a, you got a good one up there. In Stone County. You really do. I'm glad to hear of another county that's making some inroads against the Democrats who've been in control for so Did you very long. If they if they think that they're going to win next November, control of the uh, quorum court or city government there, and uh, end up with uh, the first time in 146 years. We just turned it in Faulkner County <sighs> not long ago. But you know, Dave, of all the offices, the ones that are closest to you, are the very ones that should never be bi or nonpartisan. 
Well, ever. Yeah, you need that's to where you as a know. citizen have your most influence that's right and that's where you as a citizen are most affected is by your local government closer the government the more effect it has on you what it what it makes me think of is jungle primaries like they have in california and if the democrats are able to persuade people to do these things then we'll never get a chance to even show up on a ballot much guess get a republican elected again i'm with you i'm telling you the democrat party of arkansas is in rough shape right now. I mean, well, seriously. You didn't hear what I said. I mean, even Josh Mahoney couldn't come yeah, up with I enough money. That. To, you know, I heard that. You know, they haven't heard ha- from him see, again. See, I don't have to call. I don't have to call out your jokes. People know your humor. It's good. <laughs> it's not that great. That was good. But like I say, you know, they haven't heard another word from Josh Mahoney. They have tried to contact him since he fell off the face of the earth right after the filing. And they have not heard from him. Not a word. Well, I heard he's, you, he's thinking about getting into the national... Uh, party runoff for presidency. <laughs> you might as well. That's Everybody else has. Heard, that's what I heard he's going to try to do. And he'll come in and probably have 7%. <laughs> like, kind of like uh, Bloomberg. All right, we'll take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Elizabeth's here. She's going to be with me until 5 today. we got more sound coming your way when we come back. And don't forget, Ed Monk is on his way. He'll join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. One of my good buddies is here in the studio now. Ed Monk's here. We can still be buddies, right? You Now, you're a West, a West Point graduate, correct? Correct. Paroled in 87. Have you ever thrown the OK sign? Several times, I'm sure. Are you sure you're not a white supremacist? Last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> what? Before we get started, you you have to declare your pronouns. What are your pronouns? You call me anything you want if you respect my rights. Okay. Call me anything you want. It doesn't matter. Mine's don't care. Colombian coffee. Colombian. Colombian coffee. I like that coffee, man. You don't feel that's discriminating against other countries? It probably is, probably but is. I ask me if I care. <laughs> I brought some with me. I don't care at all. Hey, listen. Oh, I don't have to. Every time I look up and want to play this piece of audio I have from Joe Scarborough, it's like two minutes and six seconds. I don't have enough time to get it in because it's, we're sitting right now with just a minute to go before we get to the news. So I'll play it when we come back uh, here in, in just a few moments. I want to play this. And then I want to I talk about Congressman uh, Nunes as well, saying that the FISA courts now are ultimately in jeopardy after the Democrats lied about abuse. And he's urging Congress to conduct real oversight. Uh, we'll hear what he had to say about that. It's, it's big. I'm just telling you, as I listened last week to Horowitz talking about how they went about after Carter Page using the FISA courts and lying to the courts to get all the necessary warrants they needed to be able to tap his phone and all the rest, I thought to myself, I saw this coming, this whole Patriot Act stuff. I didn't like it. Thought it was too much power to the government. We need to get rid of the FISA courts because that's one judge. It's a star chamber. These guys manipulate stuff and go up and get them to give them all kinds of power. We're going to talk about that in the next hour. But remember, if you call in, you got to declare your pronouns to me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next. Ed Monk is back. All right. I invited a white supremacist into my show. That's okay. I like this guy a lot. We see things eye to eye. Eye to eye. You even like his pronouns? I, yeah, well, 
Right back at you, bro. They're right at their edge. All right, just you know, I've been letting everybody know on on Facebook today. See, there's a famous Eddie Murphy photo. Where yeah, he's I know. Doing that, I'm so. a okay. Well, Zach, pull your microphone over real quick. Put your headphones on. Now you said this a okay thing that the cadets were doing at the army right. army navy game, mm-hmm. which I'm sure was just a okay basically. Bottom line is. Where you grew up at, which is here in central Arkansas, a lot of that was gang-related, was it not? Yeah, if you throw it upside down. You know, when you have it upwards like that, that's just A-OK. That's not. But when yeah. you throw it upside down, that's a different story. That means Crips. Mm. Is it Crips or Bloods? I'm not going to say. Okay, it's one or the other. One or the other. Show me your bandana. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Don't go there. <laughs> I've often, I've often wondered though what effect that's had on the red MAGA hats. Yeah, did that have any? Because they're red. Yeah, does that have the red red MAGA that, hats? Have have any of the gangs grabbed a hold of that? that? I'm not totally sure, but if they can, if they if they could use it, because wasn't know. that the deal of the red or the blue bandanas? It was one or the other. Gang. Red is for blood, and uh-huh. of course the blue is for crip. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. You know, red MAGA hat. And they're still around, so... How dare you, know, you I use can, the color well, red? I understand why Zach <laughs> is a little bit hesitant to talk about it. I can understand, too. I'm with you, brother. I understand where you're at. Well, I say, how, do, how dare you use a color? Oh, my gosh. They're trying to come back. All right? They're trying to come back. Yes, a, they are. A lot of them got out of prison. They're back in the neighborhoods now. You'll know. They're teaching the young people some of their ways. Some, now, some are not. There's some that are out there trying to keep them from getting into gangs. Banging in the rock, baby. I'm looking at Eddie. He says, you, you told that. me you wanted me to come on and talk about guns. I'm about ready to draw <laughs> you know my he never gun jumps on right you. In. Rights. Rights. Guns is just gun a subset rights, yes. of rights. Gun rights. What do you think about a state in the union? Talking Virginia. And you told me, I forgot about this. You used to live. In Virginia. Yeah, 97 and 99. And you said they were anti-gun even then. Well, they were kind of on the bubble and they kind of still are. Uh, but Virginia, like several other states I've lived in, uh, they're con- they're sometimes controlled by very anti-rights people because of the big population centers. Most of Virginia is not. But because of the big population centers, the same in Missouri, the same in Washington. I mean, Washington's controlled by Olympia and Seattle. That's right. Most of Washington is very conservative uh, as far as the area, but they have enough people in those populations. Like New centers. York. Yeah. New York, same way. California. But Virginia has gone yeah. back and forth. It's, it's so sad when you think about the, you know, the home, the birthplace of Madison and Jefferson. And yes, Washington I know. So, so let's get rid of the Electoral this. College, guys. Good idea, huh? Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. It makes a whole lot of yeah. sense, doesn't it? But it's interesting is that a lot of the real blue liberal leanings are right there by D.C., correct? D.C. and then Richmond, and then I think uh, the county I used to live in where Hampton is, because that, that Hampton was a very uh, left-leaning location. Now, Fredericks, Fredericks, Fredericksburg? That's up near the D.C. area. Okay, yeah, that's really left-leaning as well. But they yeah. make good pizza, I'll tell you that. I've been there. <laughs> I like it. Pizza was excellent. All those government workers. I mean, big pizzas. You, you may know the place I'm talking about. They sell, like... A slice of pizza that is like a quarter of a pizza for most places. Really good stuff. I've tried it from there again. Really, really. Yeah, it's good. It's excellent. It's a nice little city, but yeah, way too liberal for me. 
It's like Chicago. Look, I grew up outside of Chicago when the boss was running the, the city. And the bottom line was is that, you know, Chicago is a place that I want to go back and visit, but I would never want to live there again. Never, ever. Guaranteed, never, ever. Northwest Indiana, not a place I want to be. It's one of the last bastions of, of Democrats uh, in the state of Indiana. It's behind enemy lines. It's not free America. And that's true. You know, we pump radio-free America into it, trying to teach them what liberty is all about. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, it's it's sad to me with Virginia. And uh, When I lived there, and I suppose it's the same way, Virginia had the best, the most powerful, the most influential uh, gun rights organization. Virginia Citizens Defense League was run by a guy named Phil Van Cleve. I assume it still is. But uh, a lot of states I was in, just no organization, apathy, unfortunately, for gun rights. Virginia is not that way. So uh, they've got a fight ahead of them. And elections have consequences. You know, Dave, and I tell you this all the time, like with this impeachment thing, I do not blame Pelosi. I do not blame Schiff. They were put in there by people that voted for them. And if, if those people, I don't want them to die, but if they died or resigned tomorrow, the, the, the congressional district would vote the same kind of person in there. Absolutely. So Virginia's in the, the mess it's in because they have too many left-leaning people and too many supposedly right-leaning people that won't get off their duff and donate and work for something and do something. Uh, Far too many of people that claim their four rights won't do anything more than gripe on Facebook. And that that gets absolutely nothing done. Keyboard warriors, yeah, that helps. And here's something else that irritates me. And and, and Elizabeth has changed some since she's known me. Because, you know, she was a purist for a while. In other words, you're either 100% (laughs) on board with the right or we'll not get behind you. And I'm not, I'm like Reagan was, 75%. Well, now I was I an can, 80-20 girl, but okay. you just didn't hear I, me say a lot yeah, about it. Yeah, I can work with somebody who's 75%, okay? I can work with that person. Uh, we've we've moved away from that some. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and that's not good. It's it's not good at all. And that's what's happening to the, the left right now. It's happening to both sides. Yeah. If, you know, when we're off in two separate corners, and if you go in the middle, you're going to get slaughtered. There, I mean, our whole country is based on compromise. This is not working. I think the left has, has gone far left. I was driving here today thinking about Sam Nunn, oh, wow. and a, a Democrat. Can you imagine That's a name him in Georgia we heard. today? He wouldn't yeah. survive. They'd go after him. They have gone so far left, and unfortunately, the right has gone to the left. So everything shifted to the left. And I think to most logical people, the ones in charge of the Democratic Party at both state and the national level, they're whacked out. They are radicals, not just kind of left-leaning. They are whacked out radicals. And, you know, this thing in Virginia, uh, the impeachment, all of that is just How about murdering children up until the moment they're born in New York? And they're, well, not just New York, everywhere. Every, well, but I mean, you know, New York led the the charge on that, but it's astounding. And the change is happening so quickly that uh, my head's been spinning. I can't even keep up, much less deal with it. And that's why people are getting so darned angry. It's being jammed down their throats. No, oh, yeah. Jammed down their throats. Yes. What do they call it? The jackboot on your neck? It's yeah. right there, baby. Carl Kimball, a good friend of mine, used to say about food tax. It's bad when, you know, the government puts the, you know, the boot of totalitarianism on your neck and takes your first bite out of your food do- dollar. And I believe that. I'm I'm wholeheartedly with him. This on is that. what we're fighting against is total government control of the collective Okay, so anyway, Ed, I've been talking today about 
you know, I'm cisgender. I'm straight eight, the way we would have said it back in the day. I'm heterosexual, all right? Damn me if you will, but I'm a heterosexual male. You're 100%. a normie. You're I'm, a normie. I'm a 100% red-blooded. I like women. And we could call witnesses to confirm that? That's that, correct. So, okay. You can. You Please can don't. do that. Please and, don't. <laughs> and, and Sounds I like a no show. Problem. I am a bona fide 100% all-American lesbian. I just want you to know <laughs> that. But I, I did want to show you, this is a person who can't figure out their... They're, um, whether they're feminine or they're male, all right? You got to show the that's, camera. That's pretty disgusting, isn't it? Did I show, show the it to camera? You? Yeah. Show the camera. You're going to be that showing turn you it on, off. Elizabeth? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you really don't want me to throw can up you in zero, your studio, can you do zero you? Zero in on that? Yeah. Jeez. Now, at mm. the top, if you look, it says female muscle world. All right, here. So again. you know. Take a close look at that and tell me. You know. What do you think, Zach? You can look at it on the screen. That is a man who identifies as a woman. Like the man who sued the spa because they would not do a Brazilian wax on his genitals <laughs> as a woman. They should have started on his nuggies. Well, again, he goes in there and says, I think I'm a woman and you need to do this and I'm going to sue you if you don't. And they rightly said, heck no, we're not touching you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm so glad I don't have children in school, y'all. I would end up in trouble because I would not allow my children to be in a school where my young girls are going to be in a bathroom and something like that's going to walk in on them. If that happens anywhere here, please pull your kid out of the school. Go somewhere else. Go homeschool them before you allow a school to say that a boy can use the girl's uh, locker room or facilities and a girl can do the same in the boy's locker room. Yeah, what does that do to the rights of the young ladies? Come on. You're saying it's you got to do it for the rights of the people. No. Yeah. (gasps) Okay, so we were talking to Virginia. Sorry, I started chasing a rabbit there. (laughs) But the, the I'm just really on this whole cisgender thing. I'm so tired of it that it's wrong for me not to call somebody they. Well, it's just a, one more example of how radical, whacked out, far left they've gone. Well, that's that's right. We're that, even debating about whether someone is a male or a female or something else. It's a change, <laughs> change in the way you talk to individuals, so there is no individual that's anymore. Right. There's just a collective. Take away And who is the have. collective? The collective is the communist. That's it's the machine. It it's the government. It's the Borg. I mean, come yeah. on. The Borg You're is nothing more than, you know, totalitarian government. That's all it is. So yep. anyway, they're, they're, going, they're trying to pass laws in the state of Virginia. And I, I say they're going to end up in the United States Supreme Court for a lot uh, and spending a lot of money on this stuff if they go as far as they want to, where they say you can't have a firearm. That's against the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And, you know, if this would have been 20 years ago, you could have dredged up the old unsupported argument that the Second Amendment did not really protect what it says it protects. But now we've got two Supreme Court decisions that directly say it does. So anytime a politician at city, county, state, federal level wants to put any kind of restriction 
on a law-abiding citizen owning a firearm, they are proposing a direct violation of the Constitution, which is against their oath. We ought to go to their place of work with pitchforks and gently remove them from office, but we don't. So that's our fault. It's not their fault. We've always had people that would try to violate our rights. Our founders always told us there would be people in, in politics trying to violate our rights. There were Tories back in the day, weren't there? And, and people so we fought had for to their be rights back vigilant. then. They said the price of keeping our rights was vigilant. And right. we've become so consumed with sports and Facebook and everything else, we allow this stuff to happen. In Virginia, and it's probably down the way for us, too, because every year, how many tens of thousands of children pop out of K through 12 public education, leaning to the left because that's the system. Yeah, a little brown shirt. And then pop out of with a degree out of some university that's bigger left-wing. brown shirt. And yet so. our government keeps wanting more and more money for education. Yeah. Or should we just call it indoctrination? indoctrination. The liberal yeah, states will continue to get more liberal, and even the most conservative states will are going that way. Are fighting to keep from sliding yeah. down. Virginia the is in the way it's is, is having, having its problems, and I'm not. Because of Virginians, uh, they they're importing them. They're reeducate. They're educating their young to be that way, and they're just the people who care about rights are just slowly getting outnumbered. I thought it was interesting, though, that uh, whether it was a state senator, state rep, or the governor himself, or somebody who said that they would call on the Virginia National Guard to enforce these uh, anti-constitutional laws that they're trying to to pass and the commander to his credit said "Mm, don't think so well there again you have state government elected officials who have sworn to defend the constitution saying we are going to pass laws directly violating the constitution that we've all taken oath to defend and if you don't obey the unconstitutional laws we pass we're going to ask the national guard who have also taken oaths to defend the constitution to come and violate your rights as well. Except that they're taking their oath a little bit more seriously than the ones that are trying to pass these laws. Well, we'll see. Well. We'll see. Did you hear earlier, uh, there are 95 counties in Virginia, and as of Friday when I looked it up, 75 of those counties, the sheriffs have said not only no, but hell no. We're declaring those counties, 75 of them, are declaring themselves as Second Amendment sanctuary counties. See, that just... More we, everything we've talked it, about it, it is how far whacked yeah. out we've gotten. We well, got, a county has to declare itself a yeah. that are in this county, even though the state won't. In our county, we'll, we're going to recognize we're gonna follow the, constitution. the constitution. How how sad is that? But I'm just saying, with 75 of those sad. counties saying that, and the governor saying what he's saying, do you not see some violence coming? I don't I know. I think I do. I don't know. I'm concerned, I, I, and I don't. I'm very concerned. Served in the military for 24 years, but I don't know which way they would go because. I, of my experience in the military, split. when I was in the Command and General Staff College, uh, 99 to 2000, we had guest speakers come in, uh, two of them, general officers, said point blank, there is no right. Uh, you, you know, if you're reading the Constitution your way, you're reading it wrong. There is no right for individuals to have guns. Two general officers. Well, well they would have to change that now. I don't know. Because of what Heller and McDonald said. I, I don't think they're going to change they their would. beliefs. They don't agree. I don't and think so they, they don't would. believe. They don't believe in things that are facts. If they don't agree, it just doesn't exist. They would in their say, world. "Okay, but Heller says question. you've got a right, so Heller's you can wrong. have the gun." After you go through all these mandatory classes, after you yeah. pay this tax, after you've gone through secure background checks, and you keep it locked up somewhere other than in your house. So, but Heller said they that they twist. couldn't do that. Of, of course, but the, the Constitution says all kinds of things that I understand. They were violated, but here's my so. question. Are are the chiefs of staff the same way? I mean, why would they allow somebody to come in and talk 
at a war college or whatever and say such things against the Constitution of the United States if they're in the military. Deep state. I, th- I think the higher up the, you go, in my experience, very narrow, but the higher up you go in the military, the more you are about control. And uh, I, I spent 24 years in the military. I've spent about 10 years uh, somewhat in law enforcement now. We all take oaths to defend the Constitution. My rough guess is if you ask just the basic information of what the Constitution protects, what it forbids, what it demands, what it allows to 100 cops or 100 military officers, most of them would live. get a failing grade. So they take the oath. It's, it's the words they have to say, but they don't understand don't what the Constitution it. says. It's just words they have to say before they get their paycheck. I think you're going to end up with a split. I think some law enforcement people may choose to go ahead and defend the Constitution, and I think some and some military may say, oh, no, oh, no, uh uh-uh. Okay, so where do we divide the country? Do we use the Mississippi, or do we figure (laughs) out which way goes east and what? I-40. Where do we put all the conservatives, because that's where I want to live. Yeah, yeah. And I would have said Texas, but you can't even say that anymore because so many people from California are getting over there. It's going purple. And importing across the border and yeah. even in Texas every year. How many tens of thousands are graduating from left-leaning schools That's and right. graduating from left-leaning colleges? When they flip Texas, and they will eventually, mathematically, I don't want it, but I can't see they're very way. close to When they flip Texas, they happen in this next which election. is the second most populous state, which means the second most amount of electoral votes. When they flip Texas, they're mathematically, we're done. And you know that they're aimed at Texas right done. now. Oh, of they have been. Totally aimed at Texas they right have now. Been. When they flip Texas, we're mathematically, it's impossible for Republicans to win. Are you trying to tell me, Ed, that Beto may be back? Sure. Oh, my God. Give me a gun right now. Take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Back with you. Uh, I, I have to play this for Ed because the New Jersey governor has a way to stop anti-Semitic mass killing. I want you to hear this. Here's, here's what he says needs to be done. Cut seven. Um, are you confident that investigators are getting to the bottom of who's behind this tragedy and the reasons behind it? I am, I am confident, Martin. Uh, the, the, the team, which is led both by the federal side, the FBI and ATF and others, U.S. attorney, and by our attorney general, are doing an outstanding job under extremely difficult circumstances, unspeakable tragedy, hatred uh, directed at the Jewish community against law enforcement, against Jersey City, four extraordinary lives lost. I'm completely confident they will turn over every stone. And I want to echo something. John, John Greenblatt was on a moment ago, and I, I heard him say something that we believe strongly, and that is social media is the sort of gasoline on the fire. Uh, and it's allowing some of these extraordinarily uh, extreme hateful posts, uh, videos, rants to become mainstream. And we've got, to, we've got to nip that at the bud, both at the state level, but more importantly, federally. And we are all in on that. And how would you do that, though? I mean, I think many people would agree that social media is very much a problem here. Get but what ready. do you do in a yeah. society where we really want free speech? Yeah, so you, you've got to get the balance right. But I think, uh, as Jonathan said, and I completely endorse it, you could say tough things uh, without being incendiary and, and spreading deliberate hate 
toward uh, particular communities, in this case toward the Jewish community. We've got one of the biggest and proudest Jewish communities of any American state. And it isn't just the Jewish community, by the way. Uh, we've got one of the biggest Muslim communities, and they're attacked regularly. I think you need federal law. I think you need to extend that hate hate crime law to be much more forward-linking and embracing the reality of social media. Uh, I think you've got to get the, the players themselves, the social media private sector giants, uh, to play ball much more aggressively. Mm -hmm. And I think we need everyone who's got a bully pulpit, pulpit to speak out and speak responsibly about what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Yeah, I think we all have a hand in this. All right, stand by, because we're going to talk about this even more so. We're coming up on the news Elizabeth's hanging around. Uh, I, Robert Steinbach will be here shortly. Ed Monk is here. And, of course, the way you stop these kinds of killings is get rid of the First Amendment. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. professor from UALR and Bowen School of Law, whose opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or UALR, is with us today. He has joined us. I thought he wasn't going to make it. I, it said he had a doctor's appointment. I, I don't even like to hear, after what I've gone through, I don't even like to hear anybody's going to a doctor. I want to hear the word. I've been trying to get all my doctor's visits over break. You know, we're between semesters now, so I'm trying to get all my doctor's visits, and I've got a whole host of them. You know, they've got to staple me together, Dave. I mean, I'm falling apart. Yeah, I understand. Did you hear I played the New Jersey governor just a, mo a moment ago, and he was talking about— Who is the New Jersey governor? I don't now? know. His name is Northam. Don't you remember Mr. It, Blackface? It's not— No, that's Virginia. Oh, that's Virginia. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's, yeah, Sorry. It's not Christy. Got Virginia I know on the that, brain. All right. right. Anyway, let, yeah. let's let's play that cut again. Here's cut seven. This is about two minutes long. Listen to this and ask yourself, so when is the First Amendment a balancing act? Here you go. Um, are you confident that investigators are getting to the bottom of who's behind this tragedy and the reasons behind it? 
I am, I am confident, Martin. Uh, the, the, the team, which is led both by the federal side, the FBI and ATF and others, U.S. Attorney, and by our Attorney General, are doing an outstanding job under extremely difficult circumstances, unspeakable tragedy, hatred uh, directed at the Jewish community against law enforcement, against Jersey City, four extraordinary lives lost. I'm completely confident they will turn over every stone. And I want to echo something. John, John Greenblatt was on a moment ago, and I, I heard him say something that we believe strongly, and that is social media is the sort of gasoline on the fire, uh, and it's allowing some of these extraordinarily uh, extreme, hateful posts, uh, videos, rants to become mainstream. And we've got, to, we've got to nip that at the bud, both at the state level, but more importantly, federally, and we are all in on that. And how would you do that, though? I mean, I think many people would agree that social media is very much a problem here. But what do you do in a yeah. society where we really want free speech? Yeah, so you, you've got to get the balance right. But I think, uh, as Jonathan you said, and I completely speech, endorse yeah. it, you, you can say get tough the things right. uh, without being incendiary and, and spreading deliberate hate toward uh, particular communities, in this case toward the Jewish community. We've got one of the biggest and proudest Jewish communities of any American state. And it isn't just the Jewish community, by the way. Uh, we've got one of the biggest Muslim communities, and they're attacked regularly. I think you need federal law. I think you need to extend that hate, hate crime law to be much more forward-linking and embracing the reality of social media. Uh, I think you've got to get the, the players themselves, the social media private sector giants, uh, to play ball much more aggressively. Mm -hmm. And I think we need everyone who's got a bully pulpit, pulpit to speak out and speak responsibly about what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. All right, yeah, so all let, let's do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, we all have this. Uh, here's, blah, 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 here, blah. here you go. The big thing in there going with what he said. The First Amendment says that no one should, everybody should have freedom of speech, right? That's right. Now, wait, did we read it right? At the end of it, does it, does it say, if the balance is right, you know, did, did, it, did, it, did it say that? I mean, did I have I missed that over all these years, Dave? The lefties owned the free speech debate in the sixties and the seventies. They were the ones who were on the correct side. I was going to say right, but I don't want to. The confusion. right was not on the right no, side. The right was on the wrong side. They were on the constitutional side. That's right. The lefties were on the constitutional side of free speech, but the problem is. The lefties have gone on the nut train. Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You just did. Right. And they, there's no universal concept anymore for the left. What do I mean by that? Free speech is good or bad? No. It depends. Yeah, uh, it depends. It's how I feel today. It all depends. Everything is depends now to the left. And so... Yeah, they that's pulled right. them up right yeah, around the right. waist. What goes in it depends. <laughs> right, everything. That's right. I like that. Uh, that's a good one. Everything for the left is what's what's piled in the depends. Dep right. right? It all depends. So there's no universal concept now. I think it was. Um, I don't know. If, I think it was Abraham Lincoln who made a statement something like the Constitution is not a suicide pact, and that's true. That was Justice Blackman. Was it just? Thank yes. you. And that is true. Uh, but it's a far stretch from recognizing that truism to everything having uh, um, 
It depends. You know, it's the old joke about, well, I want to hire a one-armed lawyer. Why do you want to hire a one-armed lawyer? Because every time I go to a lawyer with two arms, he goes, on the one hand, <laughs> and then, right? Uh, so on the one, That's very one good. Lawyer, right? Yeah, I get, I get a I right like answer. That. That's a good one. And so if you can't come out and say speech is to be free, and that includes speech that I don't like, because, by the way, Christmas cards and nursery rhymes don't need any First Amendment protection. It's only the stuff that has the potential to offend some or many well, that is know. in need of First Amendment Christmas protection. Christmas cards just because they got the word Christmas Well, there on. you go. There you go. You're trying to impose your religion on me. I, I saw a tweet today, <laughs> by the way, that uh, said... I didn't write it, but I liked it, uh, it lit- quite literally. You, know, you press that little button. Uh, it said, uh, I'm Jewish. Feel free to wish me a Merry Christmas. Knock yourself out. I do that all the time to you. Of course. Why not? And well, I can also look at you and go, but, Happy Hanukkah. Happy, uh, exactly, Happy Hanukkah. Because today uh, is the start of Hanukkah. Just don't say it not? Happy no, Holiday. No, it's uh, Sunday, this coming Sunday. Oh, it's a su- right. coming Sunday. So, okay. um, uh, uh, I remember when I was working in on the Judiciary Committee in the Senate, and there was me, there was a, a Catholic guy, there's a Mormon guy, there are others too, right? And there was this dispute because the Mormons believe in baptism, post-death baptism. That's correct. Right? So they'll take your name and they, they, you know, kind of, they do whatever they do to your name and they baptize you. And there was some objection and um, I, I think the Catholic guy said, well, they shouldn't do that. And they, they said, well, we need Rob as the Jewish guy to break the tie. <laughs> Right, so they call me down. I'm in a different office. I come, I come down. I said, I don't care what you do. Go shake a chicken in the air, and you, right? I mean, it's not me subscribing to it. By the way, Jews have this. Very religious Jews have this um, ceremony where they do shake a chicken in the air. So uh, put aside that I'm making fun. I'm making fun of my own religion. So before you start sending me your letters and cards, just direct them directly to Dave. In any event, the point is that uh, it's. When someone says Merry Christmas, they're saying two things. They're saying, I, as the person wishing you that, believe in Jesus and and, and the love of Jesus. And two, I want to share that love with you. What's not like to like about that? That you believe in Jesus? Good for you. How dare you impose right. that on me? But, right. And what are you imposing on me? That you want to share loving ideas yeah. that you originate yeah. in Jesus? Whether or not I share in the foundational belief how is that that really gets in the way of my hate you know that's right (laughs) exactly but the lefties are and by the way relatedly there was an article that just came out and and it said if you're an atheist lie to your kids and tell them you believe in god why because the article says kids do better when they're grounded in religion forget about whether you believe it forget about it for a moment Kids do better when they're grounded in religion because they're given a doctrine. Look at Judaism. Look at Christianity. There are other religions. I'm not going to list them all. But look at these two. Those are the mainstays in the States. Christianity by far the much bigger, to be clear. Look what they say. Love thy neighbor. Give charity. Be beneficent. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't kidnap. These are these are not controversial concepts. And by the way, I'll let you know a little secret. Our laws are based on religion. What? Who said that? What? Who said, what? 
Where'd that come from? Zach's walking out of Judeo-Christian the room. Judeo-Christian values? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Exactly. So when the, the left is so worried about what you're thinking, what you believe in, that they're going to, well, that, that speech is not free. Why? Because I don't like it. But by the way, Dave, if you were to say to a lefty, you know what? I don't like that you're an atheist. I don't like that you want to, uh, and by the way, Dave doesn't say that. But if Dave were to say, I don't like that you're an atheist and I don't want you to share those ideas, how dare you? No, oh, yeah. How dare you? There's, there's no reciprocity. They give me a call and want to come on. That's yeah. fine. It does mean that I get to ask some questions. Exactly. <laughs> Which exactly. they don't like. Exactly. They don't like that at all. Exactly. Yeah, so where is this it. all going to lead, guys? If all they want to do is cancel us out because we don't agree with them right, right. and they don't agree with us, right. and they're just going to take us out, where are we going to? Where where's this going? I can't it's not that. going to a good place. I can't answer that. Now, I got to ask Rob a question because I didn't ask it as he came on the air. What's your pronouns? You forgot. Um, banana, Jello, and today. <laughs> Were you listening first thing? Well, I heard a bit of it, but the point is, <laughs> look, if, what, what, now I'm restricted? Are you telling me I'm restricted? How yeah. dare you restrict me <laughs> you, in you my pronouns? You can't say that. You can't you say can't that. You can't restrict my pronouns. <laughs> I may not have a First Amendment right to, to what the left thinks is hate speech. Oh, but I've got some kind of amendment right to pronouns. Now, is your banana an Olympic athlete? No, but it's stapled to the wall, and it's worth $200,000. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, I saw that video. All right. Anyway, are, are you not having a good time today, Ed? Oh. You love coming on this show just because you get to say the things that you've been wanting to say for a long time. And meet with like-minded people. That's right. There you go. Always. We have a good time here. We were talking. Explain. I'm going to ask, since you're the, the legal beagle here, mm-hmm. Robert, how is Virginia going to get away with trying to get rid of the second amendment well of course they're not they won't come out and say we're trying to get rid of the second amendment they will do what many states and localities have tried in the past like dc like chicago that's that tried to restrict the rights of individuals to own guns to the point that it infringes on the second amendment of the u.s constitution and it doesn't take uh, any more than a second grade civics lesson to understand the hierarchies of law Right. In civil law, the highest law is the U.S. Constitution. By civil, I mean non-religious. Right. Nobody's right. enforcing the Ten Commandments other than the overlap with civil law, of course. But that's religious law. Civil law, the highest law is the U.S. Constitution. If a state or locality does something inconsistent with it, one gets to go to court and fight it. And that's the Heller case, of course, we're well familiar with in which they said that D.C. cannot restrict gun rights because the U.S. Constitution reigns supreme. By the way, that's why I disagree with this. What is now a minority conservative view where you've heard this. This was brought out many years ago where some conservatives said, well, you know, the executive has a right and the legislature has a right also to interpret the Constitution. And they all stand on equal footing. And so if they whatever they do should be entitled to deference. No. No, it's not the way. See, the courts review the actions of the other two branches. That's the only activity that courts do is they review the actions of the other two uh, um, branches as well as private individuals. If you don't believe that, then there is no such thing as unconstitutional 
because the legislature would have passed the law and there's nobody to check it. They're not right because they're the smartest. They're right, quote, end quote, end quote, because they're last. By the way, I didn't come up with that saying. That's how the system works. That's what judicial review is. So, yeah, they get stuff wrong. Of course they do. And then we hope they fix it. What can you do? All right. So let's talk about Virginia. Mm-hmm. Got a story right here from the Hill. Mm-hmm. Not a bastion of conservative thought. The Virginia National Guard on Friday responded to a Democratic lawmaker after he suggested that it may be needed to enforce new gun legislation. Now, what this article will do will encapsulate everything that we have talked about over the last hour and a half. What has been brought up by Elizabeth, what's been brought up by me, what's been brought up by Ed, and then just recently what has been brought up by, of course, Robert. Mm -hmm. The remarks from Representative Donald McEachin suggesting that Governor Ralph Northam Northam. may have to (laughs) nationalize the... Well, you know him. He's the guy with the black the face blackface. on it, dancing across the street. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Swanee, Swanee. Anyway. We don't know if he's blackface yeah. or white hood. Just to be fair. <laughs> oh, good move. All Just right. to be fair. There you go. I don't want to malign the guy. Okay. He's either in the KKK or he's blackface. All right. So he may have to nationalize the National Guard to enforce the law comes as literally dozens of counties across Virginia have declared themselves as we heard from Elizabeth, Second Amendment sanctuaries after Democrats took over the state legislature last election. Quote, we've received multiple questions regarding proposed legislation for the 2020 General Assembly session and the authority of the governor of Virginia to employ the Virginia National Guard in a law enforcement role. Uh, We understand and respect the passion people feel for the U.S. Constitution and Second Amendment rights. We will not speculate about the possible use of the Virginia National Guard. Northam had previously hinted that should the Democratic-controlled state legislature pass stricter gun legislation and law enforcement not follow it, there would be consequences. Quote, if we have constitutional laws on the books and law enforcement officers are not enforcing those laws on the books, then there are going to be some consequences, he has said to WSET. But I'll cross that bridge if and when we get to it. McEachin took it a step further when discussing the rise of such counties in Virginia and Democrats' push to pass gun legislation, primary, primarily universal background checks when the legislation, uh, legislative session begins next year. Quote, ultimately, I'm not the governor, but the governor may have to nationalize the National Guard to enforce the law. Now, that's his call because I don't know how serious these counties are and how severe the violations of law will be. But that's obviously an option that he has. The resolutions have been passed by more than 50 counties in Virginia are not legally binding and instead serve as declarations of support for citizens to exercise their right to carry weapons. Northam added that there will be no retaliation for the counties that pass such resolutions, noting that none of his proposed gun measures include taking away people's guns, according to the news outlet. So, from what you just heard, we got to take a break. I got a break, and then we'll come back and talk about this. Mm-hmm. So, Dave Ellswick Show, 1011. By the way, why is it important it's happening over in, in Virginia? Well, you just never know. 
which starts on the east or the west coast, can move left or right and end up in Arkansas. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Crazy. All right, back with you. Children, quit fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 22 degrees out, and Dave has literally the air conditioning yeah, my, my on. I, like didn't, mo- I, I just came in, sat down. I happen I to have a heavy sweatshirt I was, on. I was just going to ask, coat. am I the only one freezing in here? <laughs> yeah, it's cold in here. We could well, hang it's meat. It's set to cool. Because there's so much hot air. Matt, yeah. Matt Smith sent me one of those uh, those meat things that you get that you see advertised on television. Like a meat uh, box? Yeah. To, yeah, one those are very nice. And those I, are wonderful. I was thinking just kind of just putting it in here. That's right. I wouldn't have to worry just about it spoiling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know our friend, everybody here knows Chris Corbett. Uh, he's with, uh, well, he's a lawyer, engineer, ABC Block. Um uh, so hopefully soon to be running, not this coming session, but the following session uh, for Senator. state Senate. That's right. My district. Yep. Up in uh, Faulkner County. And um, I, when I go over to Chris's house, they keep the house cool. I'm like, what are you, what are you hanging meat in here? It's crazy. How, how, how cold was it? Did you look at his thermostat? It was somewhere uh, like 69 or something. Oh, like yeah. That. That's cold for me. Yeah, I keep, I keep my, I keep mine at 72 during the day. But when I go to bed, I turn it down to 67 because mm-hmm. I, I want to sleep in, the, in where it's cool. We do. Dave, I, as you know, I grew up in the north. I know did you any did. Of you have, did any of you break that code on the accent? Did you hear? No. Anyway, yeah. so um, <laughs> uh, so I, I grew up in the north. I moved to the south. I don't need the cold weather. I'm, I left it up there. That's what I, that's what I say is I, yeah, I grew up outside too, of actually. Chicago right. 27 years, and I'm still thawing out. My, right. my hubby is from New York, and he walked out yesterday after church and said, oh, feels good out no, here. Oh, no, no, thank you. No, thank That's you. That's a sick statement. I'm sorry. I I hope he's listening. I hope he's listening. All right, when we come back, I want to play some stuff from Comey. Comey was backtracking and all kinds of stuff, and Ed, I want you to listen to these two. I know. Too late. Ed's great because he just looks and says, they voted him in. What do you expect them to do? But he wasn't voted in. He was given his job. Yeah. And then Pointed. Trump fired him. Fired. And I, what happens as a result of what we're experiencing and what we now know happened? What happens as a result of this will determine whether our country's going down the tubes rapidly or there's still some hope left. It's very clear what happened. If people don't go to jail for what we I know agree with this. we know happened. Yes. Then it's Senator Durbin said something yesterday I could not believe came to his lips. He said that the United States should give an apology to Page. No, the Democratic Party should give an apology to well, Carter actually, Page. Actually, I agree with Durbin. Oh, Carter no, that Page. was the FBI. Mm, yeah. Okay, back with you. Okay, I want to play this for you. Uh, this is cut number four. This is Congressman Devin Nunes. Uh, the, the FISA court itself is in tremendous jeopardy. Uh, we, we cannot support the FISA court right now. Uh, the judges are refusing to take action against these dirty cops and dirty lawyers who did this. That's totally unacceptable because, remember, this is a secret court. The, the people who, like Carter Page, they have no recourse except for Congress. This is, this is why the House Intelligence Committee and Senate Intelligence Committee were created. So it's important, I think, to take people back. It wasn't that we just learned about this in, in February of 2018, Maria. We actually, House Republicans, learned about this in the spring of 2017 
at least the initial part, that the dossier had been used, that the Clinton paid for dirt. We then proved that the Clintons did pay for it and the DNC did pay for it in, in the fall of 17. And we knew that we had to get this information out to the American public. And that's what led to us producing this memo in February of 2018. Okay, so Nunes says FISA is in trouble. Ed, let's start with you. FISA in trouble, you think? The court's in trouble? Can uh, they go back and, and they fix it? They can. I, I have serious doubts of whether they will because it would take both houses of Congress and the sitting president. And I can't see uh, the majority of both and the president voting on that when the, the state of the intelligence and logical sense of most American people, when the opposition will be, oh, so you support terrorism because this is the only way to fight terrorism. And that's the way it's going to be sold. And my, my surprise is that even though I know 90% of the media is left-leaning, my yeah. surprise is that the media doesn't fight the FISA courts uh, like they do. Um, but no, I, I would, why would they fight them if they can use them well, to do like they did against Carter Page? That's it. If, if they think they have control of her, then they'll support them. Um, and I'm sure the FISA courts have had some success. But, we, you know, you can do the same thing down at local level. If we let the police, local, state, county police, do random searches of people's cars and houses whenever they want to, that would do some good. We would find evidence of crime. We would be able to prosecute violent criminals better. But a long time ago, we made the decision that our rights and our privacy was more important than absolute law enforcement. And this most recent thing with the with the impeachment uh, is just an example of how it can be uh obstructed how it can be misused and that's what the founders said you know when you pass a law when you pass any kind of program don't think of the best thing that could come out of it before you pass it think of how it could be abused and how the worst thing unintended consequences and that's what we're seeing here on a grand scale a very grand scale okay elizabeth i have wondered for quite some time i have never seen a judge that is disrespected in their courtroom that sat back and took it and didn't do something about it. So I've wondered for quite some time why the FISA judges have not been jumping in the middle of this trying to figure out what's going on. And the only conclusion I've come to, they're part of the deep state. They're part of the problem. The whole, as a taxpayer, I am totally fed up with trusting the government with secret anything. They okay. need to go. The whole thing needs to go. we got to change it. The only way we're going to do it is what Mr. Monk has said, and I totally agree with you, is for the voters to show up and demand that we get what we've asked for. All right. With that, we go over to Robert. Your thoughts about FISA? At this point, I'm not ready to scrap the FISA process. What I don't like is the lack of oversight. You heard Comey say in his interview on Fox News Sunday, oh, well, that stuff doesn't rise to to my level or do, and it doesn't go to the DOJ actually he signed some of the warrants so some of it rose to his level but i i don't think there's enough internal oversight and the problem also is when there is technical internal oversight it's often rubber stamped and so i think there needs to be a real process where these things are examined internally with a critical eye and unfortunately i think that doesn't that often doesn't happen who would the critical eye be? And I'll tell you why I'm asking. I, I focused in on what Comey said about, oh, I believed in 20 years of our rigorous procedures in yeah, the FBI. I don't think it's so who's going to be the critical eye? Right. It has to be someone in main justice outside of the FBI. It can't be the law enforcement agency 
uh, reviewing their own petitions to the FISA. And apparently there was not much, if any, and I don't know what level of involvement from what's called main justice, from the Justice Department outside of the FBI. That's a problem. All right. Let's go back and listen to Nunes one more time. About the first 10 seconds of this, all right? He makes a point that Ed had made a point of just a moment ago, and I think is very, very important. Play uh, cut number four one more time. Uh, the, the FISA court itself is in tremendous jeopardy. Uh, we, we cannot support the FISA court right now. Uh, the judges are refusing to take action against these dirty cops and dirty lawyers who Stop. did this. That's All right. The judges are refusing to take action against the dirty uh, cops and, and they say courts, you know, in this, in this instance. I agree with what Ed had said a moment ago. Until these people start going to jail for, you know, basically uh, ginning this stuff up and going up so they can, uh, you know, spy on innocent American citizens, then this will continue. Absolutely. If, if people don't go to jail over what we absolutely know has just happened, then we're done. Why, why wouldn't they do it again? They would probably try to do it again anyway, even if a few people did go to jail. They would just see him as sacrificial. Uh, but if, if this, as bad as we know, FBI lawyers intentionally changing emails and submitting false reports to the courts in order to get a, a, a warrant, and they, if they don't go to jail for that, and we're not talking about a mistake. We're not, everybody makes mistakes at work. We're not talking about an honest mistake. Oops, I slipped. Oops, I wrote 12 when I meant to write 21. We're not talking about a mistake. We're talking about intentional falsifying of evidence to show it to a judge to get a warrant that's not justified for political purposes. they got to go to jail. They using, have to. Using the Steele dossier when they knew, or as Kellyanne said, dossier is French for pile of crap, uh, <laughs> basically, you know, just a lie and using it to try to ramrod people into situations that, are absolutely horrible. I think. I think. Would you guys agree that this should scare every American citizen out there? Is it? I'm scared out of my mind over it. To be really honest, and I've been involved in politics all my lifetime as a worker bee, not an elected official. This sort of thing terrifies me. No one can stand up against this type of tyranny and secret court proceedings and. Um, I forget, it was the fellow who wrote on the report about Carter Page when they knew he was a CIA operative. He is not a CIA. That's no mistake. And for them to say there was no animus, there was no plan here. These were all just accidents. No, no, no. It is all aimed against us. That's what all Horowitz has said. What about Durham? Yeah, or Dunham. Well, how how important is, is he? Um? Well, he's critical. If you heard Comey on Sunday news, he said, my mother-in-law was afraid I might be arrested. Uh, to borrow a line from that famous Better movie, be. be afraid, be very afraid, because Better that be. is far from a closed deal. He was not uh, the Horowitz, who, by the way, was a, and this is not an indictment, was appointed by Obama. He's not a Trump appointee. Right. He was appointed by Obama. He drew certain conclusions as to the intent of the individuals. Now, here's the thing. He may be right. He may be wrong. But the thing about intent is intent is almost entirely derived from circumstantial evidence because we don't have mind reading machines and people rarely write down or or testify. I intended to do this 
to, so as to interfere with the president's election. They just do stuff. And so you have to deduce, much like in a murder trial. Did you intend to kill that person? Did you premeditate it? Well, you bought the bullets a week in advance. You were, you were casing the joint. Those facts allow one to deduce the intent. So Horowitz deduced a lack of intent. He can, and that's fine. He's entitled to do that. But one can equally deduce an opposite intent. That's right. And, and Durham uh, may very well do that, coupled with the fact that Durham can gather evidence outside of the agency. The IG can only interview people within the FBI. So it's rather limited. What do you think that Durham and Barr have traveled overseas? Right, to get evidence on on who was communicating with the Democrats uh, to create the steel file. I won't call it a dossier. If if charges actually happen, can you give a guess at the time frame? Would it be within within the next month, within the next six months? I I can't. Well, I can give a guess because it's exactly that. it will. I, it will not be within the next month, uh, but s- six to nine months would be my guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just before the election. Right. What I understood was, and then Hor- they'll accuse him of being of oh, trying to manipulate. That's right. Of course. That's right. I understood that Horowitz said more or less. You know, I didn't see anything specifically written out that says we're going right. after Trump. Right. But then someone, and I'm repeating something I heard, said, well, I mean, you know, look, I mean, it's like in this room. If I'm going to go do something, I want to hire you three guys to come help me. I ain't got to tell you mm-hmm. what we're going to go do because we all think alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was bogus from the beginning. Mm-hmm. All right. so, well, as I, I heard someone else bogus. point out, all of the improprieties uh, that were in the IG report, they were all against Trump. They weren't like half that yeah, helped him and Accidents would happen in both didn't. directions, they wouldn't they? They were all focused in order to try to get trump yes and that's exactly right and i have this uh uh, text did it ever occur to you that the judges on the fisa court may be as corrupt as the fbi that's exactly where i was going because are they not aren't they appointed no they're they're federal judges they're federal district judges but they are even supposed to i mean you're not even supposed to know who they are we had one from arkansas for quite a while and i don't think she's on it anymore but don't, yeah, make, it me, was, don't it, make me try to tell you the name. Yeah, I looked it up one time. I looked it up, and I don't yeah. remember at the moment who it was. Yeah, no, the, uh, they're federal district judges. But they were not the way, even supposed they, to know who they are. Well, it's so secret. Mm, I'm not exactly sure that's true. The the um, What the FISA court does is not dramatically different than what district courts do all the time with wiretaps, right? Mm-hmm. When you do, when the FBI wants a wiretap, say a mobster, they go to a district court. Of course, the mobster is not aware of it. It's a one sided process the court inevitably has to rely on the legitimacy and truthfulness of the fbi in that process and they issue the warrant or say there's not enough there you need more before you get a warrant the process is remarkably similar in the context of the fisa court although the only issue in the fisa court at the initial instance is whether or not it's a foreign national uh, that's it. Uh, if it's uh, if it's not a foreign national, then it's not subject to the, the FISA uh, intervention. Okay, so yeah. my my question is: Do you believe that this will perhaps make people look a little differently at 
given the federal government these overriding powers that they have to get into our lives, and we don't even know that they're getting into our lives. Do I think it will happen? No. Do you, do you, do you think it will have any effect? Do you th- I don't think no. it, it will change Tom Cotton's mind. No, I don't think it will change the, uh, the majority of legislators' minds. No. Or, or Americans. Yeah. Uh, give, it, give it a month and, and poll 100 random people. T- tell me what, the, what rules the FBI broke, what they did unethically wrong in the whole Trump impeachment that led up to impeachment. What FBI, what? Yeah, they, they don't know. I no. agree. Ignorance the, is bliss. But they'll for tell most you the starting five on their basketball team. Oh, they yeah. Know Pla- those. Plausible deniability. All right. So we've got an, a caller. Mm-hmm. Drew is in Sherwood. Uh, Drew, before I let you talk, I need to know your pronouns. <laughs> uh, I'm in between pronouns at the moment. But... Oh, okay. You're in between. All right. That's good. Go ahead. Uh, You're up. Ask me in five minutes. Um, okay. So I just had a, uh, one question and then a comment. Uh, question is. Uh, there's only been like what 12 FISA applications that have ever been denied. Is that it's 12 or 13 in that is somewhere? I don't know what the number is, but that's a little deceptive as well because if you think about it, when it comes to what's known as Title Three, that is uh, eavesdropping warrants for uh, by regular district courts against Americans. I think uh, eleven. Uh, 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 yeah, are you having a seizure? Are you okay? Um, <laughs> there's eleven yeah, judges there's, currently on the FISA court. Folks, okay. you got to watch on the on the on the video here. I think uh, I think we need to get a wallet, stick a wallet in Hand the mouth. Signals. And she's yeah. doing all right. Yeah. In any event, um, the the difficulty when you come up with that number is typically what happens is the FBI comes to a judge and says, "Look, uh, we want a warrant," and a judge will say, mm, "Go back and rewrite it. There's not enough there." Uh, so twelve denials is either after rewriting they decided, or on occasion a judge won't give instructions to the FBI agent to rewrite and just say, no, it's not good enough, denied. So it's a little deceptive. But with that said, let's be clear. Courts are overwhelmingly in favor of law enforcement. The claim of our uh, civil rights uh, and civil procedure and, 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 and you know, uh, civil liberties is that we bend over backwards to defend um, people charged, criminal defendants, but we don't. The courts are overwhelmingly (laughs) in favor of police and do not give enough uh, civil liberty protections to those who are are accused. Simple, plain and simple. And, And to be clear, for the most part, you know who's been worse at that? Conservatives. Conservatives have been well, worse at that, and they need to wake up and realize civil liberties, while th- they are indeed, of course, designed to protect the accused, it's because one day you might be Carter Page. So that's why. Not because we think that most of those people are innocent. They're not. Most of those people are guilty. <laughs> but that notwithstanding, their civil liberties must be protected to protect your civil liberties. The judges Amen. on the FISA court yeah. who approved the Carter Page yeah. are all GOP appointees. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, yeah, I, you, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Drew. Well, I was just going to say I, that that is a problem. Oh, you said go ahead, Dave. No, Drew. Drew, go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that uh, that's, you know, the this whole, the whole FISA court thing, which I, I can't stand it, but the thing that, it, that I will never forgive. George W. Bush for, and and it's so hypocritical him being a so-called conservative, is the Patriot Act, which ripped away all, you know, so many of our our constitutional 
uh, our constitutional rights when you're right. It is already stacked against you if the government decides to charge you with anything. You know, the whole uh, better 10 guilty men go free than one. Be sa- I mean, that's all that's all bull and it's just words. And I, I so I understand that. But, uh, yeah, I think there's some hypocrisy on the right uh, when it comes to that. And I think the, the Patriot Act was the ultimate act of. Well, it was it, it, it was a betrayal. Involved. I'll be honest with you. I think it was a betrayal. It's a betrayal of the Constitution. And Drew, I appreciate your call. Now, remember, the next time you call in, you must have your pronouns ready to go. <laughs> I'm working on it right. All right. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We got to get a break in. Let's do that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But, All right. We're back. We're uh, getting to the end of this hour. I want to play a 18 second cut from Comey who was talking about the FISA application. Remember, uh, he was sure that there were a whole bunch of different facts in it. He was sure uh, this and that, no no false information. Then he suddenly now changes. Here is he's talking about the FISA application. Here's what he said, cut number 12. First, again, the report will speak for itself. I don't believe the FBI concluded that Steele's reporting was bunk after talking to a subsource. But no, I didn't. As the director, you're not kept informed on the details of an investigation. So no, in general, I didn't know what they'd learned from the subsource. I didn't know the particulars of the investigation. There you go. He didn't know squat. And here's the thing. It's one thing if he didn't know squat and he says he wasn't involved, but apparently he's signing off. That's right. He signed right. off on all that he crap. He signed off on it. Guys, you know what plausible deniability is. It's done on purpose. But it's not plausibly deniable if, if you're you the sign guy off signing off. It. But again, it may be, but they're not telling him deliberately or he doesn't want to know because then they can't ask him and he but doesn't it, have to but answer. But that's not plausible deniability. But let me come that's, back That's now. gross negligence. Gross negligence. So, so let's I'd go break. back right. to Nunez and what he said. Play again the beginning of cut number four. Uh, the, the FISA court itself is in tremendous jeopardy. Uh, we, we cannot support the FISA court right now. Uh, the judges are refusing to take action against these dirty cops and dirty lawyers who did this. That's, That's enough. Totally- All right. There you go. Dirty cops and dirty lawyers. All right. right. They know it. Right. They know it. They And they're doing nothing. Go back to Ed. You don't do anything. What do you, I mean, if you keep telling your kid you're going to spank them and you don't, what, are you going to get any change in behavior? What's that sign say over there? I doubt it. Life is just a series of incentives <laughs> and disincentives. That's, That's exactly and what it is. And they're going to do more and more because I know they ain't going to get in trouble for doing what they just did. Yeah. I mean, it's just, this is crazy stuff. We're going to talk, come back and talk more about it. We'll see if people get put in jail and people get voted out of office. All right. I've got, I got more stuff with Comey because I know that Robert will have some things to say. Oh. He'll have some I'm more things. I'm not a fan to, of Comey. Yeah, he's not a fan at all. Elizabeth, thank you for coming in. Are you, are you going to stick around or are you going to leave? I'm looking at the traffic. I may stick around. All right, go right ahead. You're welcome to be here. We'll be back with more after the news on the Dave Ellswick Show.
people because he got paid to slime a bunch of people. Uh, the way Steele collected his information would have never been permissible if the FBI collected the information that way. You can't outsource a bad procedure and then claim it as a basis for probable cause if you did it yourself and you would say, no good. And the court would say, no good. But this way you say, well, it was a black box. I don't know how that was put together, but it's pretty convincing information because it's a smear campaign. So we need to rely on it. Therefore, probable cause. It's entirely circular reasoning. Okay, so I, I'd like you to hear again. Here, here he goes again talking about the FISA court. And he admits that his division, the FBI, was giving false information. This is cut number 11. Yeah, I got to take issue with one of the, I'll answer the question, but one of the predications of your question, the Inspector General did not find misconduct by any FBI people. He found mistakes and negligence and oversight. No, 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 no that's not, not true. In the case of Kevin Kleinsmith, he has referred it for a criminal investigation. Right, but that's not been resolved, this business with the lawyer changing some email to a partner on the team. I mean, you make it sound like it's not much. It's, no, no, it's, it's, it's very lot. important. It's very I mean, important. I mean, not a, a source to not a source is a big deal. Remember how we got here. The FBI was accused of criminal Misconduct. Remember, I was going to jail, and lots of other people were going to jail. People on this network said it over and over and over again. The inspector general did not find misconduct by FBI personnel, did not find political bias, did not find illegal conduct. Inspector general found significant mistakes, and that is not something to sneeze at. That's really important. But the American people, especially your viewers, need to realize they were given false information about the FBI. It's honest. It is not political. It is flawed. Would you agree that... The FISA court was also given false information by the FBI. I think that's fair. The FBI should have included, or at least pushed to the lawyers so they could make a decision, information that you just said, things like that, that the, another agency had not a source relationship, but some kind of contact relationship. Okay. Uh, you, you lying sack. Oh, he's, still right, trying, sorry. he's still trying to parse it. the language, right? Well, it wasn't a source. It was, oh, I got a better part of that this, coming up. Right. And he's, he's unwilling he, he, all of the benefit of the doubt. Well, no one, the, the IG didn't find criminal behavior. Here's a little secret. IGs don't find criminal behavior. Yep. Right? It's sort of, well, you know, that I went to the dentist job. and he didn't find uh, uh, leg cancer because dentists don't find <laughs> leg cancer. <laughs> right? That's a good analogy. So, intentionally changing words in an email. And referring is, is a it, mistake, thank you. Yeah. but it's a criminal mistake and it will be the. the and referring it for criminal prosecution. Yeah. He referred it to the person that does but make that, that call. Di that didn't make any difference because Comey didn't want to talk about that. Of course not. All right. right. So let, let me play this. This, this Look, takes Can me. I just add one comment? Yeah, go right yeah. ahead. So here's a, well, you see, Fox News exaggerated. Yeah, maybe. By the way, maybe. Maybe. I'm not, what am I, a Fox News defender? They may, some people on that show may have exaggerated and made broader claims than will turn out to be the case. But by the way, Comey, how come I don't hear any of that about how Schiff has done the same, how uh, Nadler, whatever his name is, has done the same, oh boy. how how uh, how MSNBC did it every night, every night. Not a word, not a word. And by the way, Comey, as I mentioned in our last segment, <clears throat> well, I had to tell my mother-in-law not to worry. Um, wait for it, Mom. You better still worry. You yeah. better. You better. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Here's the thing. I don't know. But if you think you're out of the clear when an ongoing criminal investigation is being done by the attorney general's office, 
good luck. Yeah, that's good luck. You're exactly right. All right, before we go on, uh, remind. tell me if this does not remind you of Bill Clinton saying it depends on what the definition of is is. All right, here is cut number 13. This is vindication? It is. I mean, the FBI's had to wait two years while the president and his followers lied about the institution. Finally, the truth gets told. Does your report vindicate Mr. Comey? It doesn't vindicate anyone at the FBI who touched this, including the leadership. The IG says you should feel no vindication. Well, maybe it turns upon how we understand the word. What I mean is that the FBI was Stop accused. Stop it right there. It depends on the word. How do you how do you define vindicate? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He he says that the IG report. He called me. Says the IG report vindicates me, and the IG who wrote the report says, "No, I don't." <laughs> Does that not remind you of? Trump and Zelensky were having a nasty conversation. Trump says no. Zelensky says no. Come on. Yeah, but I, I do they get like to make up their own facts. I liked when I heard that. I thought the first thing in my mind clicked was it depends. The definition of is is it, doesn't it sound the same to you? Oh yeah, exactly they've that. got to be put under oath under penalty of perjury. He can say anything he wants to Fox, ABC, CBS, his mother, but they need to be put under penalty of perjury under penalty of of additional criminal Many times penalties. that's when the truth really comes out make them make a choice dig it further in the criminal hole or come clean do you, do you really think if we get to that point they're going to have anything to say and not just stand there and say i plead the fifth well they we're may. never we're never going to get the facts from these people on what they've done to us well, not maybe from if, them maybe if maybe they'll be just like john dean was when he thought he was going to be cooling his heels in jail for a long time suddenly the tapes came out and everything. So maybe that would happen. I Comey doesn't strike me as the Roman gladiator that falls on his sword. He just doesn't strike me as that. And he can stand in the woods and look off to the distance all he likes, but he is not an ethical <laughs> individual. So how do you think this is going to work out, Rob? Do you think, do you think that, as, as Ed has said, he wonders, will the Senate hold hearings into this and put these guys under oath will the ig's office get these guys and put them under oath do you think that anybody is going to do something that they can literally hold the sword of damocles over their head i think the only uh, entity that has the possibility of doing that is durham uh, through the attorney general's office and that's that's what i was implying mm-hmm. uh because you can lie to those other people and probably not have any negative effect. But if you lie under oath in deposition or at trial, then I think you have the greater power. It's not a guarantee, as I found out. But you have a greater chance of coming to it. And if they start with the lower fish, they start with the people like the person that changed, knowingly, intentionally changed the email. Uh, and they get under, they get threatened with a certain penalty and they get offered a plea deal, then you know, roll them over. They might get some more evidence. That whole story is kind of remarkable if you think about it. Well, it's a low le- Indeed, it may have been. I have, I'm not disputing that it was a low-level lawyer who changed it, but that's pretty dramatic, that behavior. He, yeah. Here, Carter Page is working with the CIA, and this attorney in the FBI says he's not working with the CIA. So let's set up the, these two contrary scenarios. 
In one, there was a guy meeting with a bunch of Russians. Hmm, maybe we should follow him. In two, there's a guy meeting with a bunch of Russians because he's working with the CIA hey, to meet yeah. a bunch of Russians. And the CIA tells them that. Right. Yeah. Right. So do you think that the FISA court is going to want to issue a warrant to investigate a guy who the CIA is sending to go meet with the Russians? And if the FBI leadership says, and, and it, it bothers me when people say, you know, overall, the FBI is great. Overall, the, the line, just a few bad apples. No, if the, if the leadership is corrupt, it's a corrupt organization. It is the FBI of the United States, we all know right now, is a complete corrupt organization until the leadership changes well, at massive CIA levels. CIA as well. But if had the leadership said, okay, it was lower level guys, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and let me tell you tonight, they've been fired. Nobody but, but has been exactly. fired. Exactly. Nobody Which has been fired. Which tells you that it's not unacceptable. Well, it's unacceptable. Well, has been fired. The, what was the number two guy? <laughs> with McCabe. The, McCabe has been fired. Stroke has been fired. Paige is gone. Uh, I don't know if she was fired or not. So some people have been fired. She found somebody else's bed to move up. No, but I'm talking about Comey today saying, oh, this was lower level stuff. It, it, the person that changed that email. Oh, that person is no longer there. He, they, he quit because he saw the writing on the wall. So there's been a fair number of people who've been ousted. But I'll say this. I, I've known FBI agents in the past and present. Uh, uh, and I've known a lot of law enforcement folks, in addition to Ed, indeed, and it's a bureaucracy. It's a big bureaucracy. There's 40,000 employees, I think, at the uh, FBI, and it's a government bureaucracy. Look, Walmart has, who knows, let's say 40,000 employees. They have a huge number of employees, but if you're a mid- or high-level manager at Walmart and you decide to establish your own fiefdom, and you decide to run the show for your own personal benefit and your own political outcomes, guess what's going to happen? It's going to affect the bottom line of the corporation. That's what the corporation cares about. So there's an economic incentive. They will, for for the most part, not necessarily entirely, uh, discover that, get rid of those corrupt managers. When the government does the same, there's no economic check. And that's why you get corruption rising up in government entities. Doesn't mean everybody in a governmental entity is corrupt. But the ability for that to happen is unmatched in governmental entities. And I, if I've spoken to one, I've spoken to many FBI agents who say, look, I'm not saying all managers aren't any good, but we've certainly had more than our fair share of management that have risen up because of cronyism, because of insiderism, because of preference, because of politics, not politics like Democrat or Republican, but who do you get along with? And all of those things lead to bad management. Let me ask you a question. Have we, have we slid back towards the days of J. Edgar Hoover? A little bit. I think Absolutely. that's true. I think that's a, a fair question. Here's a perfect example. I worked for the founding director of the Office of Professional Responsibility in the Department of Justice. That is the IG for the Department of Justice. The IG, there is no IG there for, for the attorneys. There's the Office of Professional Responsibility. This guy was in that position for 25 years, mm-hmm. and he was the founding director. And he said, well, you know, um, uh, Hoover was known. What he'd do is when someone was elected president, come in with a file and say, listen, I've got this file, but I'm keeping it safe for you. 
the file says you were sleeping with so and so. You were doing this. You know what's the old joke, right? A, a, um, a, um, a dead hooker or a live boy in the bed, right? Something like that. I got a picture of you and a goat. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, he would do that, and and this is years ago. The guy I worked for passed away years ago, well before Trump. And he would say, "Look, uh, that was a threat. I'm." safeguarding, right? It's like when the mafia comes in, they knock down the wine bottles at the liquor store to say, you need protection. Who do I need for protection from? From that guy who's knocking down the wine yeah. bottles. Yeah. Nice right? Store you right? Here. So, uh, fast forward, Comey shows up, clears the room and says, I've got the P-tape. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar. Boy, doesn't that sound exactly... You know, I was really looking forward to seeing the P-tape. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. He, I don't think he said he had the tape, but he. he I'm the same yeah, way but, as Greg Gutfield. Yeah, I was really looking yeah. forward to the yeah. P tape. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right, and then Trump has desecrating to, the Obama's bed. Right, and then Trump Trump has to deny it. It, it, it. Meaning, don't you dare come to me with this uh, attempt to uh, to offer me protection when you are acting like Hoover or the mafia. Yep. I said years ago, I, I, I spoke with a high-level FBI official, and um, I said, when are you guys going to take that name off the building, Hoover? And he goes, oh, what, you didn't like that he wore dresses? I said, I don't care what he wore. He could wear a skirt and, and, and pantyhose. I don't like that he violated he the civil— Indeed. <laughs> uh, uh, that, he, that he violated the civil liberties of Americans. And the guy said, oh. So— Oh. Yeah, yeah. big difference. Yeah. Big difference That's there. what I care about. Okay, so before as we go into break— this is what I like to hear, and this comes from a senator I have no respect for, for from Illinois, Durbin. This is cut number 15. Uh, Jim Comey's on Fox this morning, and he said Carter was treated unfairly. Does the U.S. government owe Carter Page an apology? Well, I can certainly tell you based on what we saw, they do. Uh, and here's the bottom line. Many of us uh, have been looking at this FISA, the secret FISA court for years, saying this isn't the first and won't be the last time that the FBI re misrepresents evidence before this court and proceeds. Uh, we have tried to reform the proceedings. Senator Lee, Republican, Senator Leahy, Democrat, myself and others have been pushing for FISA reform. We couldn't get the Republicans to join us in that effort. Maybe now they will. This should be a bipartisan effort to clean up the FISA court. What happened in this situation was inexcusable. But remember what the inspector general said as the bottom line. Opening this investigation yeah. was warranted and not political. All right. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hope after hearing all the things we've played by Comey and Nunes and others that you can see as clear as day that the whole thing about them saying uh, there was no overt attempt by the FBI to cook this against Trump. It's very obvious that it was done to cook Trump because he had 17, quote, mistakes, all right? And all of them, all of them went against the president. You know, maybe I could accept that nine of them went against the president and eight of them didn't, or even 12 of them went against the president and five didn't, but not all 17 of them. Well, and here's another thing. Do you think that was the only things he found? No, those 17 things were what he kind of was forced to put in his report because he had to find something. He had to put out some kind of a report, right? Yeah. So you know that it was probably a lot more than just 17 things that he probably found that were not 
uh, let's say, right. I got you. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ed? We've got, uh, you got about a minute and a half. Well, and this is not in isolation. You take Comey with the Clinton emails and the cover-up of that, and then you take the, the text and emails with Strzok. Yes. And his mess. Yes. this is a, this is just one huge black eye in a series of black eyes, again, for a corrupt organization. Uh, something as big as the FBI or any police organization, you're going to have one or two bad apples guaranteed in any organization. But what you look at is how pe- how the leadership reacts to that. Uh, if you have a bad apple and the leadership says, I'm not saying you're evil, I'm not saying you can't get to heaven, I'm just saying you can't do this job anymore because you're not trusted, so you need to leave. But when they continually try to say, well, look, we've been vindicated. We've been vindicated. They're trying to cover it up and say nothing bad really happened. Or it was it was just a mistake. It was just a mistake. They are still corrupt. And I know Comey's gone now, but uh, I don't see anybody else in the FBI standing up saying this is a hornet's nest of, of unethical corruption, and I am going to clean this up. Me and my helpers are going to clean this up. And because they're not doing that, then Congress is going to have to clean them up, if if that's possible at all. So my friend talks a lot about trust <laughs> once it's broken. I mean, think about it. If you ever had a friend or a relationship, state. once trust is gone, you can't hardly get it back. What are we going to do here? We're not going to be able to fix this. Well, let's talk about that. When we come back, we've got to take a break. We've got the news, and we'll have more on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, here we are into the uh, final 25 minutes of the show today. It's gone fast. Man, if you've missed this, you need to go back and re-listen. I'm just saying there's a lot of meat for you to get on the bone and start chewing on and listen to it. But before you can enter in and listen to the podcast, you have to enter in your pronouns. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, it's going to ask for your pronouns. You got to declare your pronouns. All right. So I, I've waited until now to play, uh, representative Omar, uh, for, Mm -hmm. for Robert today. Mm-hmm. I'm right. I, you know, I got a piece for you. This is a two-minute piece for you, Robert. I'm hoping that you can control yourself until it's over. <laughs> Here is cut number 18. I mean, hate, um, xenophobic rhetoric um, is very dangerous, and it's becoming synonymous with the Republican Party. They have refused to condemn and distance themselves um, from members within their party uh, that have threatened my life and the lives of of others, that have caused the deaths of of people um, in in this country who follow uh, their message um, and have have uh, put their names, the names of of our president and many of the Republican leaders uh, in their manifestos as they have um, taken uh, innocent lives. Uh, But what we have to remember is we don't have to be that. We don't have to be that country. Um, And so my message has always been love Trump's hate. Um, We have a lot of compassion to go around. Um, I recently sent a letter to uh, the judge who is going to uh, decide um, how long one of the people who have threatened my life will serve uh, in, in, will be in jail. Yeah. Um, and, and asked him to really think about the kind of message we want to send. We want yeah. redemption for people. Uh, I believe everyone can be rehabilitated. Uh, and it's really important for us um, 
to send a message to the to the younger generation that we want you back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are a community. Our our country thrives on its diversity. Uh, our unity is much more greater, um, and it could be much more greater uh, than it is at the moment. This president is going to be president for a short period of time. Yeah, we are going to be a country much longer yeah. than yeah, him, and that's what we have to remember, and that's what my mm. constituents remind me uh, every, every time I am uh, back home. Yeah, um, that that we are uh, a family. Okay, that's and enough. We that's continue. enough. She ain't saying anything. She's just repeating herself, basically. This, she's talking about GOP hate speech. This from Congress's number one anti-Semite. I think she's the number two anti-Semite. Oh, okay. Who's I think, number one? Uh, Rashid. Uh, oh, Talib. Yeah, Rashid. Okay, yeah, Talib, yeah she's Rashid, probably... Rashida Talib. I don't know. Right. I think she's the Talib, number one. Rashid, Talib. I, I really don't tomato, know. Tomato, tomato. Right, I'm not trying. I, I hope it's clear. I'm not making fun of it. I don't know which, how the name is. Well, I, think I am. I understand, but I think She's an anti-Semite. Yeah, no, I'm, that's not making fun. That's a fact. I think it's Rashida Talib. Uh, yeah, she's an anti-Semite. There's no question about it. Yeah. So this one's the we second. Got, we got to love Second runner-up. Okay, number, yeah. Yeah, second yeah. runner-up. Num- first loser. Right, exactly. <laughs> but she got, she got. What, what do they give out like in Miss America, right? They, they, uh, but she got the best uh, spinning baton. Miss Congeniality. Yeah, she got Miss Congeniality and best spinning baton. Right. Miss Congeniality. I love it. Well, she's an anti-Semite. It's just to listen lecturing to Lecturing you on hate speech. Yes, lecturing yeah. us yeah. on the GOP hate speech. Right. It's just amazing to me. This is a woman who I bet you has a life-size poster of uh, Yasser Arafat on her wall. Well, uh, it's interesting you say that because the other one, Rashida Tlaib, she's a Palestinian and she supports uh, the efforts of the Palestinians to use violence against Israel. And that, of course— Well, you have to. If If you support the Palestinians and what they're doing now— and their state is controlled by Hezbollah and Hamas. Right. You gotta, you gotta be a supporter of terrorists. Right, right. I think you can be a Palestinian who wants a two-state solution or a one-state solution. I don't know, but uh, and not necessarily support terrorism. I just how think, about you go find your own state solution when yeah. you're sworn into office on a Koran instead of a Bible? And I am not. You. Sorry, well, you just don't, don't apologize for it. Well, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care. You just don't sworn. follow our principles. I'm sorry. No, well, she believes in Sharia law. She but, said but that. But Ed, that's the person that the uh, electors, uh, sorry, the voters elected. Those are the people. That's because in Minnesota, in St. Paul, well, they have a lot where of, they put a lot of those Somalis there. Yeah, there's a lot of Somalis there. Oh, but absolutely. I don't have a problem that you elect a Muslim and a, whoever... So to swear on whatever Bible or book of faith or, or lack thereof that they want to. Uh, but nonetheless, her policies are anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Israel. Those are not necessarily the same. In her instance, they are. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to call, uh, happy may not be the right word, but I will readily call her and her ilk out. But look, the leftist media, here's a real irony of it all. You know that Bernie Sanders is Jewish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, But in name only. Bernie Sanders has that woman, um, Sansur, something like that. Linda Sarsour. Sarsour. She's a a rabid anti-Semite. She makes the other two 
uh, oh, look like they are um, uh, rabbis at a synagogue. That's how rabidly anti-Semitic Linda Sansour is, or Sarsour is, and she's and Bernie Sanders appears with her all the I don't know about all the time, but has regularly appeared with her. So Bernie Sanders has bought into this leftist ideology that Israel is evil. Right. This is the irony: is that that it used to be fascists, ultra right wing, who were anti Jewish and anti Israel, and now it's the ultra left that is uh, anti Israel. And by the way, and I'm not saying they're identical, but also anti Jewish because somehow Jews, uh, because as a group, uh, have managed to be, uh, uh, on average, successful. Somehow they are. Uh, pri- privileged and being privileged is is something to be worn as a badge of dishonor. Uh, meaning, it's not a privilege born from being given something that you weren't warranted, weren't didn't merit. You have succeeded. That sheer success is the claim of quote privilege end quote, and that should be worn in shame. That's the How view of the left you? today. Yeah, how dare you? Unless you're a liberal politician who's worth millions. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well I earned that money, says Bernie, with his two houses and a million dollars because he sold the book. More power to him. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Mr. Anti-millionaire, except when I became one, so now yeah. I'm anti-billionaire. Right. Yeah. I, I think if people look at some of these whacked out, far left, radical politicians and Except that their agenda of socialism or far left, whatever, however you want to classify it, that 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 agenda is their religion. Now they may have grown up in right. the Catholic Church or the or right. the Jewish Church. They may have grown up and they may still call themselves that. Right. But I think that's why someone who claims to be Jewish and someone claims to be a radical anti-Jew, uh, or maybe is, why they can be on yeah. the same stage right. because oh, they uh, they share. Yeah. yeah. The re- the one religion of right. going yes. radical left. Oh yeah, yes. uh, uh, Bernie was born Jewish, and maybe he um, subscribes to a, a, a holiday or two. But no, I I doubt that he's particularly actually invested in the religious belief. And that goes back to what we mentioned earlier in the show. That article that says, if you're an atheist, lie to your kids. Hey Bernie, if you're an atheist, lie to yourself. Yeah, well, it's like Nancy Pelosi pulling out the Catholic card recently at some kind of oh, thing. Yes. It's like I, I don't feel hate. I don't feel hate. But they have all these quotes. No, of but I like killing children. That's that's one thing. But the other thing is they have all these quotes of her using the term hate. So it's just it's hypocrisy. I try to avoid hate. I I actually. I think it's a wasted emotion. But, oh, I'm insulted. I'm insulted when you use the question. You asked me whether, how about just saying no, Nancy? Just say no. Here's a crazy idea. Just say no. How insulted do you think Trump feels about right now? Yeah, yeah no kidding. No I mean, kidding. it is outrageous to me that we are being forced to to go through this, that he is being put into this position. We talked about it earlier, Ed. The quote was, and I don't know who made it. I don't remember who made it. We're going to make sure he always has an asterisk by his name exactly. forever. He, he, he like, Roger Maris. Maris. like Roger Maris, right? Well, and, and again, we go back to like Sam Nunn. I think if we go back, I don't know, 30 or 40 years, even the most radical leftist in the Democratic Party would not have hijacked the constitutional ability to impeach for political purposes. They had some self-respect for, back to then. To smear, but, but now that's 
to anybody paying attention, that's what this is. They've hijacked the powers of impeachment, and they they know they won't remove him from office. They just want to do it for political smear. Well, Trump said it. They're cheapening this tool. We'll never be able to use it again. Well, no, and, and if nobody pays a price, that's what I'm saying. It won't mean anything. If nobody pays a price, then every time the Democrats control the House, because the House is totally in charge of the impeachment process, or at least the impeachment, not the trial, then every time Democrats own the House and a Republican gets in office, they'll just impeach. So here's the thing: if we put, let's say we were able to, you know, wave the magic wand and all these people go to jail, and we clean out the FBI. Then what? Well, we, we got to clean out the well, FBI mean, then and what? others. Then hopefully, things operate well. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I would hope so. But right. what I'm saying is, there is already this lack of trust in all the institutions, and so we're going to take those bad people and put them in prison. Okay, I, you know, I could go for that. But then what? I mean, how Vigilance. are we going to prevent it from happening again? How do we make well, sure that they I mean, don't rise the sky, up Elizabeth, through the, the bureaucracy again? Vigilance. Not chicken little, right? Our yeah, founders I mean, said, right. people in government. Well, there will always be bad people in government. Right. That's why we limit the power. We have checks and balances. But even with that, we, the people, have to be vigilant. I agree. Because they will intentionally break the rules if they don't think we're watching and will do anything. And hey, that's where we've so been what going. If they don't what think we're saying, watching, Ed, there's the key. Is bottom line, you got to be as aware of what your elected officials are doing as well as what your check is doing on the Hill getting you a football coach. Exactly. More we, so. We need Probably to. more in, so. When government gets too big, it gets out of control. When law enforcement gets too big, it gets out of control. The FBI is roughly 40,000 employees. That's a big law enforcement organization. You know, when you see organizations that large in other countries, we start calling them uh, police states. And so, oh, I can send the letters directly to Dave. I'm not saying we're in a police state. No, you're, what, so, you're saying right. it, the FBI looks the size of the Stasi. Yeah, we need uh, – I think the FBI is rather large, and I would not be opposed to thinking about uh, stovepiping certain different operations in the FBI into different organizations, maybe even new ones. Maybe I'm being naive. I guess what I'm asking is when are we going to have – and you said it earlier a little bit – when are we going to have a leader to step up – and Trump's done it – and say – I'm going to fix this. I don't care what happens to Maybe me. The Trump country is more important. That's what he does. The mm-hmm. country is more important. You can take me out. I mean, look at what happened with our founders. They were run out of town. Their their Actually, homes think- were ruined. Their businesses were ruined. Their wives were killed. And they thought that our country was important enough to keep doing what they're doing. We don't have people like that anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's I, I think, true. Yeah, I, I we think, have some like that. I think AG Barr is actually doing a good job yeah. of trying to look into all of the agencies or departments that fall under the attorney general, including the FBI. And that's now the he, left's trying to say, and you're in Trump's pocket, too. OK, well, actually, he was appointed by Trump. So yeah. I totally is, agree. He works for Trump and he's answerable to the president and he can be fired by the president. Yeah. That's why, well, you know, we need an independent AG, Ind- independent from the president. Um, check your constitution. That's you know, the exactly left say, right. check your privilege. Hey, check your constitution. <laughs> like that's it. not how it works. But that's not a document that they love. Yeah, the, the, the what? They love that, parts of it. Yeah, they want to Only when it, it suits their, their purposes. Yeah. Right, the parts that actually aren't written. Like the parts that, that they create rights that aren't written in the constitution at all. Yeah, those are the like parts. Like your pronoun. Banana. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. We'll take uh-huh. a break. Now, is your banana a Olympic athlete? 
I didn't get that reference last time. So okay. That, yeah, well, well, that's the story. That's the one that they had taped to the wall. Was an Olympic athlete? Yes. Okay. All right. A break. It's a Dave Ellswick show. All right, we're back with you here on the day. We're talking about, during the break, just full disclosure, watching Greg Gutfield this weekend, and Walmart has pulled down a a T-shirt that shows Santa Claus sitting behind the table, which looks like he's got cocaine on the table. It's a, a bag of white powder with three lines, and it says, let it snow underneath of it. And they finally pulled it off figuring out that somebody was making a drug reference there. It's uh, interesting because they have subcontractors that put stuff and they dropped it, but guess who picked it up? Amazon.com. They have it and it's selling like hot. I cake. bet it is. It's selling like, it's selling like cocaine. What can I say? <laughs> That's what it's doing. <laughs> it's selling like cocaine. Uh, by the way, do you, yes or no? Start with you, Rob. Will the Democrats have a debate this weekend, or will they not? I don't even know what the issue is. What's the issue? Okay, that, oh, changing the rules. No, what? no, no. About the the strike at the school where they're supposed to be oh, having the debate, and, we're not and they're cross, not going to cross right. the, the the strike line. I haven't followed it. Yeah, they're uh, not going to strike. Do you think? Do you think anybody will show up? And if I, they do, I, I do you think no anybody idea. will listen? I recorded the last debate, <laughs> That's the bigger and I and I play uh, five minutes of a time uh, at a time shortly before I'm going to go to bed so that I can fall asleep. Oh, you're a lot. You're a lot better than <laughs> it will put you to sleep. That's no what it doubt does. about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. It is not. But <sighs> honestly, I'm not joking. Honestly, right. I think that's part of why they had to do this fake impeachment thing mm-hmm. because. Yeah. I mean, if the economy was in the tank, if, if things were going bad, they could, just, they could just bang on that. But everything's going great. We and, started with this in and the 2 And he's very hour. popular. So they have to do something else. And, and you add on the fact that he's doing so well, look at any of them that's in the race. N- nobody can get excited about any of them. Well, after I went off in the very beginning of the show about pronouns, okay, I played this cut. Cut number one. This is positive stuff. Go. Just this year alone, look, besides the pro-growth elements of trade and besides the fact that we will now have more certainty about trade and trade victories that will help the United States, we finally got a little help. The Federal Reserve took the foot off the brake and uh, now uh, more accommodative. Mm-hmm. Those are two big factors that are helping the stock market. What does it mean? Stocks up 25% this year. Tell me next year's economy is going to be stronger. There you go. Larry Kudrow. He was, I mean, that, folks, it's a good time to be an American. It really, really is. The economy is better than it's ever been in my lifetime. Do you realize? Ever. Are you ready for this, Elizabeth? The last time unemployment was this low, you were a freshman and I was a sophomore in high school. Gee. And you wouldn't go out with me. <laughs> I'm you just didn't kidding. ask. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just I, kidding. I, can't, like I, say, I cannot believe that the media hasn't said a peep, really, about how wonderful our economy is going no, wait, and all the jobs. No, wait. They, they have. They, they ha- let, me, let me play this. Cut number two. Craig. And Kristen, meanwhile, while I have you here against the, the backdrop of that impeachment, President Trump reportedly made some progress in the ongoing trade dispute with China over the weekend. What more do we know about that? 
That's right, Craig, and it could be significant. Top officials here have announced that the U.S. and China have agreed to the first phase of a trade agreement with China after a trade war that has stretched on now for 18 months. China has agreed to buy billions of dollars in agricultural purchases from the U.S., according to officials here. And in return, President Trump has agreed not to impose punishing new tariffs that were scheduled to go into effect yesterday. Now, the goal is to have this all signed and sealed and delivered by January. If that happens, it could add even more fuel to the economy, and President Trump will undoubtedly tout the deal as a campaign promise kept. All right. There, now, that's the first positive story I've heard from NBC about President Trump. By the way, so add billions. They didn't give you the number. For farmers, $40 billion over two years. I rest my case about this president. And when, when um, the voters go to the polls in November, if the economy is humming even better, they vote their pocketbook first. It's going to be Reagan Mondale all over again. I'm just telling you. I hope it's bigger. Could be. Could be, but I think it's going to be Reagan Mondale. I was a cadet at the academy when that election happened, and I got invited by my political science professor to go to the officers' club and watch the election returns. And the whole, I don't know, four or 500 people in there, they all stood up and gave Mondale a standing ovation when he got his home state. <laughs> I, th- I think he only got That's his home only state in D.C. Just I, like I, McGovern. Yeah. McGovern, the only state he got was North Dakota. Yep. And when he ran against Nixon. And... Uh, Let's let's understand how big that was against Mondale because he had the first woman vice presidential nominee on his ticket too. That was Ferraro, mm. you know, who became a conservative. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I would say she she left her real heavy leftist roots and mm. and went way to the right. I think the part the Democratic Party has moved increasingly to the left. I think. I don't know if she moved any to the right or the left, but I think the party's what's moved, and she has not. She didn't move with them. Right. All right. Yeah, Democrats went so far left, they left the ball field. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no doubt about they that. They went so far left, they're coming back on right with their <laughs> fascist ideas about anti-free speech. And that's what always happens. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, the, J- the, JFK would be a radical right-winger oh today. Oh, my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see, they're going to make a new PT-109. Oh, yeah. I want to see... How the Democrats get around that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really do. That would be very... In- one of the f- best books I, I read was by uh, Kennedy in Profiles and Courage. They're great. If you've never read that book, read it. Read it. It's a short book. You'll enjoy the heck out of it. All right. That's it. Guys, thanks so much, Robert. God Thank bless. you. My pleasure. You did a good job today. You well, always well, do a good well, job. Well, yeah. You <laughs> always do a good job. He sounded a little job. surprised. I mean... He that's like it. when I go to Ed for, for, for training... He's like, look, you got it on paper. <laughs> Big bites at dinner. Yeah. Big bites at dinner. Ed Monk, thank you very much. And Elizabeth, thank you so much for being part Thanks of the show today. Thanks for having me. Power panel tomorrow and the Bible guys talking Hanukkah here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.